Hello. Greetings. <laughs> Greetings. That's horrible. Hello. So, Welcome so, back. So, yeah. So, so. yeah. Welcome back. You tell me what we're doing. Say the words. We're we're doing a podcast. After a long time, <laughs> after a long time of not doing a podcast together. Yeah. Um, a lot has happened. It's good. Refreshing. Yeah. The world just spits out new information and deletes it in like two days time you know yeah <laughs> like how quickly does news become old news now you know like geez Isn't it's it? like we just what is you old know, news we, every day um i think you know so i think a good question that i want to start with um because we both watched the dangerous days documentary based on the making of blade runner Mm -hmm. I was wondering, from your perspective, how how much you feel what the guys who made that movie and like Apocalypse Now and those kind of big movies that seem like really hard to make. What kind of comparisons do you draw from the projects that you've worked on and like the feelings where you get, oh, that guy's. Yeah. Someone, you know how like you listen to a documentary and it's a filmmaker who's made something massive like Jaws or something, and it's like, how much how much good information do you take from that? Considering that's like fifty years ago. Well, um, I think ultimately, uh, it can be summed up by, Rome wasn't built in a day. Yeah. It was one of those things where these people, there, there, there are, there's, there's certain things. There's a vision or there's an objective, and um, the total and utter dedication of oneself to that objective uh, is what all of these projects that you've just named have in common. I think it's a guy yeah. or a crew of people going fucking till the till if we die we die but let's gonna yeah. you know we're gonna make it and they take it seriously even something as silly as filmmaking which really i mean at its core is very uh you know fugazi <laughs> it's uh yeah. you know it's kind of bullshit you know it's all i mean it's just 20 yes. 24 25 images projected in one just second enough dressing up and lying and yeah it's lying know. professionally prof professional <laughs> chat bullshit it's professional lying absolutely yeah um yeah. it's playing house it's also being children and then you know i suppose thing where um sorry where you get the you've got the the master creative guy who's got to helm this project to its completion but then you have the guys who put up that money behind it and all of these big productions that you can ever watch a good documentary on you to have this horrible pushback from the studio where yeah this is the thing you say, how, you make great? how would you make greatness with that pressure you know well it's 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 people have this fucking horrible need to be liked and i just don't i think the the <laughs> most successful people in the world don't have that need i think the most yeah uh, uh, and whether that's success financially success publicity wise or success in their craft and the quality of their work they don't yeah. care because it's you go beyond yourself when you make something like blade runner you really can't care about yourself 
you have to care about Blade yeah. Runner. You have to care about the movie. You have to care about the idea. And people will come to you from one side, another side, and they'll get, they'll tell you, don't do this, do this, you're doing this wrong, you're doing that wrong, and you got to be able to say, fuck that, I'm making, the, I'm doing this. And listen, is it worth it? That's up to you. Like, uh, when we get to, like, the stage of, like, it being about real life, like, you know, are you missing out on your fucking kid's life? Are you missing out on your wife? whatever you know yeah. just all this stuff like is it worth it at the end of the day i don't know the one thing i love about the one of the biggest things i love about kubrick is that he took such a long time between films one because he did a yeah. b- bunch of research and he worked all the time but also because he worked from home and he split his manor into two um one was one half was his production house and another one was just his home with his four kids that he raised and got to see them a bit more a bit more extensive than just the office dedicated for to sure him. you know and he just read all the time and he but he raised his children and he had you know and he had both he had that discipline and he kind of you know he just he did it so it's doable you know it's just you gotta have you gotta sacrifice certain things you know it's just whenever this is my yeah. biggest thing when people say oh i can't do that well is it really because you can't or is it because you just don't want to and it's okay, yeah. and I would encourage people to just say, hey, I don't want to. It's not really that I can't, yeah. or that something's stopping me, some oppressive power. I just can't, or so I, I just don't want to. I really just don't want to. Like, I so don't... Then, like, another, another kind of question I'd put on the end of that, then, would be, do you think it's possible for a modern-day filmmaker to get 100 days added onto their shooting schedule, like... The Kubricks. The well, Spielberg, the thing is, it's the... like, it's Kubrick, but okay, but these people, so okay, let's go back to Dangerous Days. So Dangerous Days is this documentary about the making of Blade Runner. And obviously, Blade Runner is this movie that's, um, and there's a few documentaries like Dangerous Days. Also, Dangerous Days is the original name for the movie, which, you know, Blade Runner was supposed to be called Dangerous Days. Anyway, yeah. um... It's it's one of those documentaries where you go, holy shit, you know, you find out like the the production was a bit of a hell, just like uh, yeah. what's it called, the Apocalypse Now documentary, the what was the Heart of Darkness, which Heart again Darkness. is the name of the novel that that movie's based on. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was shot by his wife or his daughter, I believe. Yeah, which. Or, or if, well, which I think kind of what a theme yeah. Filmmakers, right. Yeah. But filmmakers like. Well, yeah, Vivian like... Kubrick, The Shining, BTS. BTS, <laughs> and also, like, the score to one of his movies was, like, there was a piece of music that was from one of his daughters. But anyway, so, well, you employ your kid. You know, we, I, I was literally just having a conversation today with a friend, uh, Nadia, and uh, uh, we were talking about how, yeah. like, uh, you know, Quentin hires, hires, like, his friend's kids. Like, he... The Manton family, in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, is made up of... Uma Thurman's kid, uh, yeah. and Kevin Smith's kid, <laughs> like in a book, yeah. you know what I mean? Just like his mates that like have it's daughters. Strong dose of nepotism. Yeah, because it's just like oh, you know, yeah. like, it's funny that I'm gonna cast like my mates' daughters as like these horrible murderers, but um, yeah, as fuck, you know, these dumb hippies. But anyway, so 
the make yeah. so the interest day so what it illustrates of course it goes into the the movie Blade Runner for those who don't know obviously if you if you've been living under a rock if you're listening to this which you're not but if you are uh you know Blade Runner and you know that it's a gorgeous gorgeous film it's maybe a little on the boring side a little yeah. bit on the uh what is this about thing but but yeah like a style over substance type yeah um, but than that, i think that's a bit harsh but like i'd call it i wouldn't call it style over substance well I'd also that's that that's also and we're gonna get into that but that's the production that's... problems also that go the, the fact that it's a little bit nonsensical yeah goes into yeah. the various cuts and versions that that film is in of course they obviously do like the the director's cut the the different um, versions of it over time. Well, it's not even because of um, over time. It was because, well, we'll get into it. But there's you know the rights went because he because because he went over budget. Yeah. He didn't have a final cut, and so they forced him to do the voiceover. And you know that's like the worst. This immediately one of the it's 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 insane how shitty it becomes with Harrison Ford's voiceover, even though he. This is another famous story. They made him do the voiceover um, to make it more in line with noir films, which have yeah. usually have voiceover. And um, he purposely did it shittily. So, so shittily, in fact, shittily, 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 so shitty, <laughs> in fact, that he thought they can't, they won't use this, but they did. And that's the way it was released in theaters, which and resulted it in, in, in being a giant flop. But anyway, um, it made its money back and then some anyway. And, you know, it's culturally relevant. It's one of the most relevant films. And this, the, this is what the film is. It's the most beautifully, from a special effects standpoint, it's the most, it's the film that holds up the best pre-CGI era. It's the top of the line. Yeah. This 100% the best looking film from a cinematography standpoint and from a but mostly from a special effects standpoint yeah before terminator judgment day and jurassic park uh yeah, yeah, yeah. where you know before it forever yeah it was which like, was that kind it, of it like a like, event oh. horizon thing where like it just yeah that, since then it, it was it was never going to go back to that back they were never going to do the techniques that they yeah. made they used in Blade Runner, but all of the stuff that like Kubrick invented, you know, and Star Wars perfected, Blade Runner yeah. was just like the ultimate of matte painting and 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 you know like the different plates and all the stuff. Like you watch it today, and you can watch it on a big hot, big huge fucking sixty inch TV in four K, and it, yeah. and you. Don't see mistakes. Like I've scanned that movie fucking almost frame by frame, and it is just beautiful. And of course, yeah, uh, I'm actually and there's it's got a Influ sequel, right? You know, sorry. Oh, well, the sequel that it influenced everything, Blade Runner. You know, like the music well, it, videos. It it it, um, it birthed the cyberpunk genre. Yeah. And the Matrix and all this. The Matrix, Akira, yeah. uh, Cowboy Bebop. I mean, anime is you know just so much. Shit. Anime. Yeah. It, what's the comic 
that they read the talking about in the in dangerous days is the sort of the heavy inspiration the heavy metal yeah so so there's a there was yeah. an artist called jean gerard mobius what is was his uh artist name and if you're a if you're an art student uh you know his name because i know my wife studied him when she was at uh leeds arts uni and he was yeah he was an illustrator he was a futuristic illustrator he was a and he what what he did and you you see his I mean you see his influence in Ridley's films like Alien and Blade Runner, it was this like vision of the future that was a little bit used and it's not dystopian but definitely you know CRT screens when really they would be flat screens and and even Kubrick realized this in the sixties you know like his vision of the future was what it would what it will actually be like. You know, and yeah, I mean, Gerard, obviously, Gerard right. imagined a, a rinky dink, uh, you know, usable, tangible, like industrial kind of thing, and also these, you know, size, yeah. these, these concepts like the, the, you know, the, 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 the yeah, just that whole whatever the you know the the sounds and the click 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 like all of that all of that comes from mobius and he did it in alien and he did it in and like it, mobius designed the spacesuits in alien yeah so the, there's very interesting if you see the props in, in 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 up close there's these beautiful etchings all over the helmet are so mm. detailed like it's like you're never gonna see this shit like but it was yeah it was amazing and of course almost, he had giga as well yeah hr hr giga yeah. giga who rest in peace and shrug they both dead the xenomorph is it the xenomorph is that what xenomorph, he designed yeah. he, he the xenomorph yes he 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 had a book called the necromicon number five and uh, i have that book as a pdf i would like to have it in real life but it's it costs several thousand pounds to buy because right, uh, right. <laughs> uh, you know a lim <laughs> it's a limited release limited copies it would be wow, like wow. you know there i don't know how many prints he did but they're very expensive and of course the, the original big paintings of the because he just drew there was, his drawings were biomechanical biomechanical these like you know sexual it's just these nightmares yeah and just he happened to draw this creature which was a dick it was just a penis <laughs> head i mean that's what it was and yeah dan o'bannon who the guy who wrote alien uh he worked with him because this is fun okay we're gonna we're diverting from dangerous days but very yeah, quickly right. so alien is as good as it is because basically when the dune project failed in paris you know the uh what's his name the chilean filmmaker who made el topo um Fuck. Jodorowsky. I'm not sure. Jodorowsky. I'm not... When Jodorowsky was going to make Dune. Oh, he, right. Yeah, he, yeah, hi sorry. he hired Giga to design all of the uh, House Harkonnen stuff. Yeah. And he hired Dan O'Bannon to do some other special effects and stuff. And it just grew out of proportion and it failed. 
And anyway, so Ridley just took that team and said alien, you know. So yeah, um, yeah. and and it's funny because almost this the there's another uh, I forget his first name, but his second name is Shuset, and he wrote Total Recall, and he also co-wrote Alien. And they oh, were all, they script. almost made, uh, they om- and also had some work done on Blade Runner, and they almost made Total Recall first, because <laughs> he had bought the rights. But yeah. then they decided to make this Alien movie because it was cheaper. Uh, yeah. Because Blade because uh, Total Recall was supposed to be, you know, it's clearly the the story is just very clearly more more expensive. You know, you're going on Mars and all this stuff. But anyway, so they, so yeah. go back to the original thing. Ridley Scott fought against his crew, uh, mm. these actors, his financiers, and the world, the audience, and he he mm. did. And there's this great quote from from the movie that we're now we both repeat, which is, "I'm the I'm if you're the director, direct mate." <laughs> yeah, like the advice to directors. Direct, direct mate. Direct mate. <laughs> There's nothing more to it. He's so beautifully British, the way you know. Yeah, he's, he's from just, Sheffield, like, right? Yeah. Like he's a Yorkshire, you know, he's a Northerner, and he was yeah. incredibly successful before he made Alien and Blade Runner. He was the number one commercial dude. He was the Fincher of his time, you know. He was like he didn't need the movies. He was already a millionaire. Um, yeah. and then he was like, okay, so that's what, so there's, so to, to perfectly illustrate this as an, a few examples from Dangerous Days, one of them is yeah. we, the scene where the, the, this did also, funnily enough, if you wanted to know, the first thing they shot for Blade Runner is the, one of the most iconic shots, which is the, do you like our owl thing? And that's the first set. Yeah. Which yeah. is fucking crazy, because that's, you know, that's one of the yeah. most beautiful scenes, shots, lighting, I mean, gaffers jerk off to it at night, like, you know what I mean, like, yeah. it, it, it's just so beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Like, the like, the way the light's reflecting in the owl's eyes and all this, but yeah, go on. Yeah, but I think to know something about Ridley Scott is to be like, well, he obviously had all this background in adverts or whatever he, he was a pretty he was a well-off man by the point he self-funded his first film and the duelists his first movie is essentially it's a period piece so it's like he went straight for the jugular you know he went he went in and made an actual period piece with all these costumes yeah he didn't make sets, like a character these... movie or something like a little indie whatever it didn't make like evil dead or shallow grave you know he made no, no. the jeweler which is like, it's not easy. And then to make Alien straight away after that. So 42? by the time he's moved... He was in his 40s already. It was like Aliens 1979 and then 1982 is like uh, Blade Runner. Yeah. So then, you know, by the point of Blade Runner, everyone should really know the Ridley Scott approach, who's going to work with him. But yeah, I suppose I believe he, had also, work, sort of... he had to work with the American crew on Blade Runner. Yeah, which he didn't, didn't like. He? Yeah. Which is funny because... His... Uh, yeah, he didn't have his crew, but it's funny because Ridley didn't like the American crew on Blade Runner. Yeah. And James Cameron didn't like the British crew on Aliens. Yeah. 
because yeah. they would have tea breaks. And here's this, and yeah. obviously American work culture is different to British work culture. There's unions, yeah. you know, the, the, those jobs at the time, and I'm sure now still, are heavily unionized. There's clear breaks. They have to break. If they don't go yeah. on a break, it's like a fucking a bomb. You know, it's just, you know, there's rules. And he's, yeah. you know, Cameron's, you know, this American workaholic crazy man. So yeah. at one point he just took the whole fucking teacup and just threw it against the yeah. wall. <laughs> fucking. But you can understand it, can't you? Because when you get situations like you you getting told obviously from the outside of the film industry you wouldn't know this, but it, when you're actually making films, it's the it's the whole premise that you actually only get five days out of a seven day week. Like you can't film over the weekends, where you you can't film during the days. Um, with certain people on certain, you know, because y- you literally have to film Monday, Friday, or like Friday, Sunday, and then because Blade Runner's all filmed at night, like they're they're up against it even more, you know. So yeah, you got the little few, imagine- few things, and there's so many things going on. There's like to to get a shot going, you have to go okay, smoke this. So, uh, fake fucking floating cars gonna come and then you this crowd yeah. of people's gonna start walking and this that this that, and did it and and take one and they do it and yeah. they go let's do it again and <laughs> fucking yeah reset, yeah. reset yeah. everybody and go then, back you know and it's just like you can imagine if everyone's having a tea break and you've only got those five days, yeah. seven hours each day, maybe, to get what you need. Yeah. It's like, You're going oh my God, stop drinking cups of tea, guys. I have Come it on. now. I have it now. I mean, as a director, I already, like, we've had shoots where people suddenly are eating a sandwich. And I'm just like, fucking, are you kidding me? But I think that's the funny thing where, you know, everyone's kind of a little different. And when people are doing, it's, it's hard to make the, the jump from... Uh, you know, hobbyist, I want to be a filmmaker to someone who considers it like a profession and they they don't take breaks, they don't do, you know what I mean? Like, no, but this, this, because they see it as a profession, it's because they see it as a job. They see it as a job. They don't see it as a calling. So a gaffer on a shoot, they're going to go, oh yeah, I'm taking a break, mate. And you as the artist and the brain behind the whole concept, you know, you've been dreaming about this concept for three months and it's finally happening. So then some someone comes up to you and says, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll do that later. You want to go fucking I'll kill you because, you know, because yeah. you have so much invested in the project. To them, it's just a job. Yeah, I'm just going to turn this light on, point it where you want me to point it and sayonara. So. And that's it's fair like enough. Thing you that is fair enough. As well, do you want to do it, or do, like, are you saying you can't do it, or you don't want to do it? And I yeah. think that when it comes, you, know to, you get these production assistant, production assistant comes up to you and goes, "We've only got fifteen minutes," and it's just like, "Shut your fucking mouth!" <laughs> yeah, we've only got fifteen minutes. Then the next time you remind me, I'll kill you. I will literally. I'll go to prison for the rest of my life. And it, and it isn't like you know a hatred of how um, people you know telling you what time it is. It's more just the thing of. You're you're almost trying to push the let's move on and not yeah we've do had this that thing. we've had that so many times from managers or studio owners or whatever you know me and you we've both yeah. had it where someone came up we're in the we're in the middle of it we're like thinking you know you're thinking Even on your feet 
even both of us like to each other might be like shall we just like get this later or pick it up later or, you know yeah. like, and but it that's fine to, and you, need, you need the other one to go no 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 we're getting it now <laughs> you yeah. know? we're getting it right fucking now. that's fine though <laughs> you know? it's because that's our job but when someone other yeah. when someone some other voice me and you are thinking of a shot and we we are very painfully aware that we only have 50 minutes left yeah and then the someone comes in and says guys just i'm like just before, even as the words are leaving their mouth, I'm, I just want to say, yes, fucking I know. Trust me. That's why I'm tearing my hair out, trying to get yeah. two different takes in the last 15 minutes because motherfuckers were sewing a dress on for two hours. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, my God. But Whatever. Anyway. There's always an there's always an example, isn't there? It doesn't it doesn't really matter what film you work on. There's a problem and the solution comes at some point, and it's just and so this when is, will this. This is the thing. So this is the this is the thing. Here's the thing that I love. This is what I take out. Your original question is like, what? How am I? How it relates to me? How dangerous days? So, you know, dangerous day. First of all, you all filmmakers are out there. You need to watch it because it's incredible. But um. Yeah, I've told it, you nothing uh, either. It's like there's so much information. You know? It's just like, it's the guy. If you want to know how to make a film, you watch making of a, you know, it's like yeah. I didn't go to film school, so these are my lectures. Yeah. What you know? Yeah. These are the I'm watching experts. These are you know Ridley's my professor and he's teaching me and he's talking about stuff, and then I go and do it yeah. and that's how I learn. Because yeah. I'm still learning. I mean, Christ, we haven't made a feature. We're not filmmakers, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, you have, but I haven't. Okay. Yeah. But like, you know, it's, we're not professionally uh, and stuff. I've not made like, uh, you know, we're not we're not in the cinema, are we? You know. No, we're not in the cinema. So we're not, you know, we're 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 well, we're yeah. fucking zero so far. You know, like. Yeah. Which is great. That's a great place to be because it's okay. Like it's not meant for us yet. We're children. You know. Yeah, because we've not had nepotism throw us into that world and gone yeah. oh no i don't like it we've had opportunities that we've earned and we've worked for for ages and now we're at a stage where we, we still enjoy what we're doing so we're like this is it you know this is what we're doing you know um so i think it's kind of interesting especially when you consider how i don't know like a film of how like too many cooks spoiling the broth is kind of what came into my mind like a couple minutes ago just like this idea of um you can't really make a film like blade runner if you've got too many opinions being yeah. thrown everywhere all the time absolutely um, it is a collection it is a collection of ideas but it is uh filtered through a prism of ridley scott it's an illusion isn't it? it's a massive illusion because you see all this stuff on screen that took hundreds of people's work to do but all those 100 people need to be quiet to get it looking right yeah, which yeah. is crazy. So that's why that's where um, it's that the direct mate, which is, you know, yeah, yeah. everyone else. Okay, you do this, and you have to know this is the thing. You got to, you know, f people who come out of film school and they don't go into commercial filmmaking or they don't like follow an artist around or you know do what we did. Yeah. Uh, just a couple of years ago, right? Just just now, we just yeah. we've just finished doing that, right? Really. Yeah. For free, yeah, and shit. I mean, when you look at the state of being in England in the past few years, it's not been very easy to be consistent. I think is kind yeah. of the thing. Yeah, and also, yeah. so good. Yeah. so so it's like 
you know, you, you people come out of film school and they just go, oh, I want to make a feature, and it's like, are you kidding? like, you don't, you don't understand aperture, you don't understand anything, you don't know. You've got to, as a director, yeah. the best directors, um, and I don't care what fucking whoever made whatever movie that you like from the fifties, right? Some artist yeah. somewhere, and you know, there's always an anomaly. There's some always some fucking annoying film student who goes like, actually, there's a movie from nineteen sixty one from fucking whatever Panama, and the the director had no experience, and they made this experimental whatever. Like, I don't give a fuck. The best films yeah. are done by people who know a little bit about everything. You know, yeah. Ridley could be a set deck. He could be a VFX guy. You get these anomalies, but usually consistency comes from those who have at least one big film. You know, it's like the the one that sticks out to me is like Michael Cimino, who made The Deer Hunter, and he literally flopped yeah, his flopped second hot. movie. He, he get five actors. You know, he, he got like he got he, best actor, best director, best picture, and he best changed filmmaking. Actor. You know, he cha- he because of him, yeah. we got the eighties of bullshit. Yeah, he's the it, reason. It was a really time because they made the Deer Hunter and then they made Platoon, Full Metal Jacket. You know, like fucking yeah. Apocalypse Now. All these all these movies about Vietnam kind of started coming out, yeah. and like Shell Shock was the theme. You know, think films like Jacob's Ladder and all these kind of things started coming well, out. That's a fucking cool uh, movie, yeah. There's all these films about um, Vietnam war veterans, really. Well, yeah, Americans um, were of, they were dealing with their own shit. Americans, it's so funny. Someone had a joke about it. You know, Americans made. I think it was Ricky, who said like, well, you know, Americans. Sorry, driver, isn't it? That started that. Well, yeah. yeah, go on. Americans made a movie about how they invaded a country, and then they start making movies about how them invading and killing other people made their soldiers feel bad. You're like, oh, yeah, boo-hoo. Yeah. Like, oh, we, we, we're sad that we invaded a nation that had nothing to do with us. You know? Yeah, they don't make <laughs> films anymore, do they? Do you know what I mean? No, because like, they stop. Because it's like, dude, what, what did they invade yeah. for? To stop communism? Like, ch- shut up. But anyway. Um, so, it's um, just an odd... But movie making, anyway, the, the people like Michael Cimino are absolute... They don't exist. You know what I mean? He's one of one. Yeah. But he he made the biggest movie ever at the time, and then the next movie he made ended United Artists. So it changed it completely. He's changed the whole film. Yeah, yeah, no, he, that's what I was gonna say. He bankrupted United Artists. Yeah, he changed, fucking yeah. it was over, dude. So, so this that's is, where you kind yeah. of that could have been Spielberg on Jaws. It could have been Ridley on Blade Runner. It could have been all these people on. It could have been The Godfather for Francis Ford Coppola that. It could have bankrupted something, but it went the other way where Jaws was so expensive that they released a trailer for it, which this hadn't happened before. Uh, Godfather was seemingly going to be such a flop that they released it all over the United States for the first time ever. And then it did really well, you know, Uh, cultural phenomenons because they were like, oh, shit, we can't get the reviews from the South coming before the the North. No, people people generally consider The Godfather as the best film ever made. That's like... and the studio thought it was a piece of shit when they made it. And Coppola thought it was um, a piece of shit. Yeah. And he's the only guy to win Best Picture for a sequel and the original. Um, there you go. Like, Godfather 
Ooh, it actually, no, that's crazy. Yeah, and he, um, for Godfather Two, he was also he was being he was nominated Best Picture for The Conversation and The Godfather Two were both nominated. Save year, that had Harrison Ford in it as well. Yeah, um, which actually back to Dangerous Days, you don't really realize Harrison Ford isn't just some commercial dude. No, he was like the Ryan Gosling of his time. He was like this character, yeah. this like intense guy. Who was charming, but he was yeah. very intelligent, and he picked good roles. Because ten-year-olds know who Harrison Ford is. It's like, oh, he's Indiana Jones and Han Solo. It's like, yeah. you know, we know that. But then the fact that you know, the, to have worked with George Lucas, Spielberg, Francis Ford Coppola, and Ridley Scott in like a ten-year stretch. It's like Jesus good... fucking Christ, like you know. <laughs> a break but this and this was the thing about Dangerous Days, which is like. You know, he was used to these actor, these directors who would act, and they know they speak to actors. Whereas Ridley hires a cast, and he goes, they know what they're doing. They're actors. It's the, I, it's the act mate. Yeah, act mate. It's like I shouldn't have to. What do you mean? What do you want me to tell you? Figure it out. That's you, why I hired you. Well, I think then, because I know I, I definitely am not a Ridley Scott. At, like I know that I'm not, and I know I'm more of a. I want to talk to the actors about their facial expressions a lot, and I want to talk. You know, I, I think performance is what I look at as directing. Yeah. Do you think you take a Ridley Scott approach? Or I think a, I think I think it dep- I think I, I take a Kubrick approach, which is I'm gonna keep doing it. Okay, like a torture. Um, like like a, a... I'm gonna just keep doing it. This is the, this is the, what I wanted to bring up. Time. Time is the biggest, most important commodity in filmmaking. It's not film, it's not lenses, it's not cameras, it's time. If you buy yourself enough time, you can make great stuff. Yeah. Um And sometimes and then if you are in a fucking like last minute stretch, like that whole thing of um, them filming the scene with fucking uh, I've seen things you people wouldn't believe tears in the rain they're filming yeah. that as producers are every hour or half an hour they, they're they calling fucking Ridley aside and going you fucking motherfucker you owe us millions you've wasted yeah. weeks why are you doing seven takes of a of a fucking dove flying somewhere? You're a yeah. amateur. You'll never work in this town again. And he gets shouted yeah. out like that by these people who are financing his life, by the way. And yeah. then he goes back and, and goes, okay, let's do it again. That's a guy who is, you're never going to, that's, that is admirable. That's insane that you can be. Yeah absolutely fucking erased by the people who you depend on you know these people they, they have that clause where like if you go over i we they had the seven million which was like insurance money if you go over budget or over schedule i've got this money but also i owe 40 percent of the movie suddenly you know uh and they kept trying every week they kept trying to fire him and there was that guy yeah. alan ladd who was uh, the owner of the Lad Company? Who produced Alien? He, produced, he was head of Paramount Pictures at the time, and he and he produced uh, 
Blade Runner as well. And he kept telling these fucking outside financiers, like, no, we ordered a Ridley Scott movie, and that means something. You know, every, you know, because they were, these producers would come in and they'd go, why are you doing so many takes? Yeah. And why are you doing this? And why are you doing that? And he's, and so he's having to explain that to them. Mm. And then he has to go back and do his job. But there's even more little things that they kind of half mention in the documentary and you think on set every day, these would have been huge things where you'd have just gone, fuck this production. Like they've got rain pouring inside a studio all night with inside, like it's indoors with all the sound equipment, lights everywhere, tables everywhere, water all over the set and like smoke everywhere, steam from every little crevice of the set and stuff. Yeah. They've got to fill it with smoke, fill it with rain, put the actors in there, and they're soaking wet all day working with, like, really... You know, Harrison Ford, as an actor, you see him on screen and you think, here's a guy just, like, you know, he lives in the rain. But that is an actor who stood on set all day in pissing rain that was, like, made to look really heavy. You know, it wasn't like... It wasn't like they just put a bit of a, a little bit of water in there. It's like there were puddles all over the floor of this set, inside a studio lot. When you've got producers saying you need to finish this now, you need to finish this, and I bet all the gaffers are there thinking, <laughs> "We'll all die before this ends anyway." You know? Yeah. <laughs> this is <laughs> like those. Things, you know, like there's, you know, what a film's like when you're making it. You get like a, a few crew members having a little chat between them. Imagine what they were talking about, really, considering what they mentioned in this documentary. Oh, no, yeah, no, they were calling Ridley all types of cunts, you know what I mean, all types of things. Yeah, yeah. they hated him. They, they were all fucking t-shirts about, like, oh, gaffer, or, like, you know, whatever. They made fun That's of him. Just like, they, they all started wearing, like, almost their own little, um, what do you call it, indirect yeah, they were like in, 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 in a subtweet. They were subtweeting in, 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 with a tweet, yeah. with a t-shirt. Yeah, like... Something like, oh, governor, or something. Like, they made fun well, yeah, of him being and it, British. And there was that, yeah, he, he kind of goes into detail on this. But it's something in the documentary where if you watch it, it's like, it's really quite quite funny. And it, it actually brought their production back together, funnily enough. It was sort of a... a yeah, because then they realised, like, what are we here for? Like, what are we, what yeah, are we we're doing? Taking are we, we're taking a piss. Yeah, yeah. We're getting paid millions of pounds to fucking... It's a human, human moment that happened on a probably very robotic set i imagine like yeah. you know but there's, so there's um, a scene like yeah but also you know when you go to you know the, there's these pillars in that first scene you know the, the duo like our hour scene and he goes yeah. just yeah yeah everything's great just flip flip the uh, pillars they're upside down and they go yeah excuse me like never mind you know on a film set so if you're filming on film right if you want to move the camera it's like a are you sure because now Four people have to take apart this behemoth, you know. Um, and, yeah. and they're also they're shooting on sixty five, the whole time, so it's fucking yeah. huge things. And so never mind that moving a camera is too much is is a lot. It takes it, the, the the crew gets mad at you if you're filming on film, yeah. and you go actually could we? They go um, are you sure? This guy went, uh, the pillars, these four huge fucking pillars, just flip him. And what are you yeah. going to do? So they did. And five hours later, they started shooting. 
So what turned from you know from yeah. seven to, to a.m. which was a call time or whatever, they 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 could you know and then suddenly he was like, can we get some shimmering like that whole thing of like I just want like shimmering like water shimmering yeah. effect, and then you know the gaffers and the DP are going like, and the set decks are going yeah but what where's what, the water what from what what's yeah, the water like where, what's motivating water yeah. look and, and he goes like fuck it just looks good shut up. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and that's a really, really music video approach, isn't it? I suppose yeah. that comes from his. But then you watch um, the thing, and it totally makes sense. Yeah, it's strange. It's you strange. watch the thing, it's and, it, and the and the the music has a plinky plonky, watery, type yeah. thing, and 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 you're introducing this gentle, this woman, you know, yeah, and that has connotations so, with water, so it all makes sense. It's just. And this is why it's important. If you crew member, shut the fuck up and do as you talk. No, I'm joking. Uh, no. <laughs> I, I mean, there's a funny, funny element to that where you know you're almost talking through the voice of a Ridley Scott when he's saying that. Aren't you? Well, you're I'm really sure he that. says that. No, I'm sure oh. he's has said that to people. I'm sure he's said I, that to people. I love, I love being a crew member. Do you know what I mean? I love being like the production assistant that gets told to shut up sometimes. Yeah, you know, no, I can't, like I can't. I would never. I. I. I've. I. Well, again, no, I would. Depends, right? I don't. The, the, I'm not precious well, about being. Well, I'm not precious about being a director and stuff. No, yeah, it's absolutely. You just because the because the, the thing and it's and it's this is what connects all of these. What we've just been talking about is. Yeah. It's not you. It's the movie. It's the yeah. video. So when someone complains, oh, your edit's taking too long. Well, all right. Do you want a good video? Yes. Well, then shut the fuck up. Yeah, it's almost this. Uh, it's a it's a weird thing in our reality, which is um, a lot more boring than the blade. <laughs> Excuse me. Yes. <laughs> but bless up, sir. Um, like the the thing for me is the everyone's known forever that filmmakers are this way. They they need as much time to get it perfect as possible. They they complete sticklers for details, all those things, and then. In the videography space with, say, clients, music videos, adverts, all that, it's all about a marketing setup. So it becomes a bit more like you have to compromise somewhere, you know, and, it, and it's a bit of a sad reality of um, art for commercial purposes, really. It's like, is this art or is it an advert, you know? Like, which, because as much as sometimes an advert can take a while to get right, um, when it's a film, it's like this is this is about message. It's not about um, selling a product. Um, but usually, it's the fact that the company wants to sell the product through the through the concept that makes it such a hard thing to do. So, if someone wants to release their album, well, they're thinking way more about their their sales and their views and all those things than they are about a good piece of work that they'll be happy with in five years, ten years time. Um, but look at all these movies that get pushed back and have horrible productions these days. They don't make for better movies. They make for more studio involvement. So in the past, it was like the films that got pushed back were usually because the director needed 80 more days on the sea filming Jaws. Whereas now it's like, oh, yeah, that's not appropriate. We're going to delete that part, add this part, get a new director on and sack him as well. Um, yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah. deadline you know political d debate really comes into it quite a bit um 
you know, look at how people wanted to produce their movie and then it gets taken off them and changed. So I'd say an example of this would be what Netflix did with Daredevil and now Disney Plus are taking Daredevil um, and they're probably going to make it for kind of a younger audience. And it's sort of, it feels a little bit dumb, really. I know that's quite a commercial project, but it's uh, it's still like, they had something good there. I think it's like uh, Ryan Reynolds running the Deadpool thing. that He's given it the right attention and he's doing the right things with it. Um, whereas, do you remember Edgar Wright was always going to do the Ant-Man film? And he, yeah, they um, pushed him away, yeah. Yeah, he did pre-production for about eight years on Ant-Man. And then you can guarantee in like five years' time, they'll just hire him again. They'll just be like, oh, Edgar, can you do Ant-Man 4? And then everyone will be like, whoa, he's finally doing his Ant-Man film. And it will be shit, you know, because it's yeah, not actually he, about bringing Because without, without Simon Pegg, name? Edgar Wright's kind of shit. <laughs> Edgar Wright is a, like a great filmmaker, but the he's a great the, filmmaker the main... in a music video sense. He makes great the whole edits he's... thing. I'm just like okay, every yeah. movie like this is why like like for example like Kubrick never made the same movie twice. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. there are stylistic things that he that carry through. You know his choice of lenses, his how he like how how. Well, wide he likes things and everything but um yeah. he tried something new each time and that's why it took seven years of pre-production because he was you know like for barry linden he not he like got nasa fucking lenses he had someone retrofit cameras to fit them and uh, yeah he got fucking like hot burning really bright burning mm. uh candles so that he could light everything in candlelight and also, he's doing yeah. this Barry Lyndon thing, this movie, which is like, oh, what's the guy who did 2001 doing? Oh, a period drama yeah. about this, like, piece of shit aristocrat who, like, yeah. locks his way through what, you know what I mean? Like, he's just this fuck-up like, like of a, a guy. In the 1800s, <laughs> like a 1700 spy. Yeah, which is fucked, you know. <laughs> like, pretty original. But also um, a yeah, huge fuck-up, like a massive... Kind of, he, make, he makes like a, a story about 70s drug culture and, and bases it in dystopia in A Clockwork Orange. And then he does very similar things where he's like placing yeah. a, a sort of, um, you know, like how Alien is this combination of a, it's a horror movie and it's a sci-fi. It's like that's what 2001 kind of was. It was this thing of... Well, yeah, um, no, 2001. You know, your... 2001 A Space Odyssey is a few genres. It's... It's it's a drama, yeah. but it's the, the ending is a horror movie. That whole so my dad, last thing. I watched in cinema when it came out in 1968. He watched 2001 A Space Odyssey with like a few of his friends. And their reaction was, this is a really boring movie. You know? yeah. <laughs> like that was, yeah, because he was it like, out, it, yeah, it didn't bang. No. Because it was like he was, because he indulged himself. There are a lot of shots. I would, I would, I would, I would say. Uh, obviously, Coop, you know, how can I ever criticize Mr. Stanley Kubrick? But Kubrick, yeah. he would, he did indulge yeah. himself in the. A ship is flying through this frame on the moon, and we hold on it for two minutes. 
two minutes yeah. of just a jet of an image scrolling past on top of another image. Yeah, I mean, that, and then, I suppose, know, and it's quiet, his, and it's just, his... <sighs> it's just that. But the visual style, though, when you're saying about how his films are completely different yet something similar in them, it's like there's almost it is this and it sort isn't. Of It's also like you watch the killing. On... And you well, watch all the this black and white. Same. Do you not think his black and white movies look the same? Yeah, like, I think that, was, a, that is a uh, yeah. Because he's a young. Because he was young. Because he was still learning. He was learning he as he was doing. Barkus yeah. was a real bridge into a new thing it's, where was... he could have become a really commercial filmmaker at that point and then decided to be the greatest of all time instead. <laughs> you know, like yeah. it's actually meant. Um, you know, because what he made Spartacus and then straight away made Doctor Strange Love, I think. And that and again like, is a movie it, it, that, like, that. you know, it's a comedy. It's parrot. It's fucking. It's a. It's absurd it's, how it's, funny it is. It's, it's an absurd. Ridiculous. Yeah, it's a ridiculous funny. comedy movie, where a guy talks about how he has sex with women, but he doesn't come. Yeah. That like he's broken. like I don't give him my essence. I I I I'll yeah. make love to women, but they don't get my essence. And 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 then, a funny funny thing going where in the shining the way he shoots corridors looks like eyes wide shut looks like full metal jacket but then also when he's shooting wide angles in, um, Clockwork Orange it looks a little bit like two thousand one and then when they're using the NASA cameras in two thousand one it's a lot like Barry Lyndon techniques and they all kind of overlap in some weird little way where the, the long zoom ins and zoom outs in Barry Lyndon are, are the exact same in a Clockwork Orange, um. Things yeah, because like he likes to base like he likes you know like he likes to he likes to base his shots off of like Renaissance paintings and you know certain things. Back to Ridley Scott, do you do you see a chemistry of through his films like that? At all? No, I don't. It, no, uh, he Ridley just kind of goes, yeah, that sounds cool. Like Gladiator and Blade Runner have fuck all to do with each other. Like nothing. True, and true. Black Hawk he's, Down, he's... not like what legend? Like Thelma and Louise, like, and there's you yeah, know yeah. a bunch of films that I've different. never heard of. You know, like they look remotely similar. They look like they're all filmed on different cameras, lenses, editing softwares, everything. Yeah, because you know, like <laughs> but the, but the thing is, his technique never changes. His technique is, and this is something I'm trying on for the Hitchhiker, which is a movie we're making, is. He store he directs yeah. the movie and storyboards. He was he was an illustrator by trade. He's he studied yeah. this at university, so he's a very good illustrator. So he he storyboards the entire movie. He directs the film before he ever shoots anything. That's why they keep giving yeah. him money because he's efficient. Well, and also he he shoots three cameras. All these all this camera work that he had, like you know the commercial work that he did have. It, it's almost it's almost ha- fucked over a lot of other people in the film industry because now everyone's expected to make a movie or two a year because Ridley Scott's able to do these kind of things. I think. Yeah, they could fucking. Yeah, with this thing, no, it's not even. But the, what annoys me about Ridley now is that he's still doing it. Yeah, like he did the Just jewel. Give it. And he did the, give it. House of Gucci. This House year. of Gucci, and then he's doing, uh, you know, Napoleon, with. Joaquin, yeah. I, mean, I think they've shot it. They've done now. They're done now. 
Joaquin is now shooting the new Ari Aster film, the guy who did uh, yeah. Midsommar and uh, Hereditary. Right. Um, yeah. So, uh, and of course, then he's going to go on to do Joker, Fully Adieu. Um, so, you know, <laughs> which is, you know, that's like, that. that's a term. Yeah. So, do you know what Fully Adieu means? Um, no, but I'm guessing it's like the, the, what, the tale of two or something? No, 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 like, it, it's, it's a, it's a French, it's, it's a, it's a term for like a dissociative hallucination, like, like a, like a schizophrenic dissociative, uh, state. Oh, where, so be it like, like well, that's, that's or... not really happening. Yeah. Just like kind of like having like a vision of what he was yeah. having through the movie, you know, like he imagined Zazie beats the actress you know his girlfriend like you know all this stuff so so i think i think what they're hinting at is that this sequel the way they're going to get away with it is this this this, this didn't happen yeah right the first one didn't happen and maybe this one won't either like every time they make a joker film with joaquin with with arthur fleck they'll go he's just in a asylum and he's imagining these 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 things um but anyway so yeah, really. So this is the thing with like, what kind of? Sorry. I think that movie will change quite a bit as it gets made. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't know. Being I a musical, I think they're joking. They can't. They they're not going to pour that much money into a musical, and they're just not going to. What I've heard doesn't make much sense. Yeah, I think I think they're kidding. I think they're just throwing people. I think they're trolling. They're just like because the last time they did it. Yeah. This movie is funny because Joker is like one of the most like socialist films ever made. It's super like left wing, right? Like you're like fuck the rich and yeah. da da da, and like Joker, yeah. the Joker Arthur becomes like this hero for the poor because he kills the rich guys, right? But the entire yeah. time before that, it was lauded as this like Trumper, a pro violence movie before anyone had seen a frame of it. Yeah, and it's like, are you? Fu- and then you watch it, and it's this fucking commie movie, and you're like, what the? F- <laughs> what was this about? Yeah. What was this about? Right? Um, what? <laughs> yeah. It inspired me massively at the time when I watched it. I was like, oh, they've done a character I like yeah. and a film I like. Yeah, the, kind of I, the- I, I had a similar experience, but the thing is, he then you watch Taxi Driver, and you go, oh, oh, yeah, I'm a. <laughs> Fan of the King of Comedy, and just Scorsese in general. Yeah. So like, yeah, it's got all the fingerprints of it. But that's widely known. Everyone kind of knows this at this point. But, but there's a what's guy, interesting... you know, there's a fucking guy, Scorsese. Jesus Christ! Like, is, <laughs> yeah, he, guy, right? is he the best <laughs> filmmaker ever? Ever? Maybe. I think I. Yeah, yeah. I my my breakdown is, and you know, this is up for debate. It's my opinion, but like the. Uh, the, I think I've said this to you before. The greatest movie maker is Spielberg, and the greatest filmmaker is Scorsese. And yeah. I think, I think I'll take that with me for a long time think, in my yeah, life. And I think the fact that you know, it's just like it doesn't even matter about like like the entire um, career of somebody. You just take like a ten year period. 20 yeah, it's like the longest Jim Carrey, right? <laughs> like, yeah you can you, know. you can take you can go from jaws till jurassic park spielberg mm-hmm. didn't miss once 
Yeah, because remember he made like the guy and like he's made like he produced like gremlins and every you know it's deep (laughs) it it rides really deep he directed all the indiana jones films you know all the indiana jones films jaws he did fucking close and cows of third kind et he did the color purple he's so smart in the way that he has decided to do the sequels to Indiana Jones, but not the sequels to Jurassic Park and not the sequels to Jaws. Except like, for Lost Lost World. But actually, funny yeah. enough, Spielberg, he talked about why he doesn't do sequels generally to his films anymore. Yeah. And it's because he said he confronted it. He has to confront his own ego. His ego grows yeah. out of control. He thought after after Jurassic Park, he literally had the same thought process we have when we talk about him. He was like, yo, I'm on a fucking... What the fuck? I've just made Schindler's List and <laughs> and Jurassic Park back to back. I'm doing the yeah. same in Prior Riot movie. Of course I can... Fu- what, ca- what can't I do? Yeah. So then yeah, the last... I mean, so that's what he... That's literally... Yeah. He was like... My I overestimated myself, and I was in denial. He was like in the in denial. He blamed the fans. He was like they misunderstood. What do you want from me? And then he watched the movie, and he was like, "Oh, yeah, um, that's I did. I, yeah, I made a mistake. I shouldn't have made that movie. Yeah. <laughs> this is bull- This is not a good film." The thing is, if if you're a filmmaker who had only made Minority Report, War of the Worlds, and Munich. You would be one of the best of the generation. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, and that's that's ruthless on its own. I think, you know, to to have even achieved like two of the Spielberg films is an absolute lifetime achievement. But um, or one of them, right? Um, yeah. If it just but, makes it well to me again, like I've said this to you before, but yeah. Sequels, right? So sequels. What do you think of Blade Runner twenty forty nine? I love it. I think it's awesome. But uh, I do, do you think. think... Do you think it's married well to the original? I, I think that... I don't know. I think... Because uh, I recently rewatched both of them. Yeah. But both in parts. Like, I watched Blade Runner. I kept falling asleep to Blade Runner, the first one. Because it's just such a... Like, the score, like, Vangelis, is just, just such a beautiful... You know, it just... Uh, there's nothing more... It's like, it's like zen for me to watch him, like, yeah. go, like... The stuff that people find boring to me is peaceful. Where he goes like punch yeah. in and, and the machine goes blip 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 and then punches in and then moves yeah. to the left you know. To me that's just like I'm 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 being immersed in this world and he you know it's just I'm yeah. I'm transported. Whereas people people you know, people who are coming off of fucking Empire Strikes Back and stuff, they're going, Where's the Harrison, come yeah. on, with the whip and the ball and the, come on, let's do it, you know? Like, that's what they, yeah, I think, yeah. I think the casting action. Harrison Ford actually was maybe a mistake. Because... Because of where it was yeah. and what hit people... Because here's a reality you don't hear in Hollywood a lot, but, or uh, filmmakers, this is where you don't hear it, but this is true. People, yeah. they, the biggest commodity in a film is the star, actor. Yeah, it's the cast. and time. It's it's like 
the actor and his time because yeah. you gotta pay them. That's the who sells, but that's who that's who gets people. The average consumer, not people like us who go, "Ooh, what what is uh, Eggers doing next?" Fuck that. That's like you know what one zero point zero zero five percent of population the people who go watch these movies. The average, you know, Jolene from fucking Kent. Uh, yeah. If she's gonna go see a movie, she if she sees a weird film called Men with a fucking weirdo cover, then she goes nah, and then but then she goes Tom Cruise and a Top Gun, boom. So you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh. Mm. So that's what is that's the biggest thing, and that that's how you can pre-sell to territories and you can just make your money back in on like licensing. So uh, like on Blade Runner twenty forty nine, I I think it has a different pace. It just it, it has a completely different pace to the original Blade Runner, where it is still slow. It has like it's it, it's like it's working through its beats very slowly, but it I think it might just be that we we don't have the same really anything on screen. Like there isn't. I don't think it looks like a sequel to Blade Runner, and I don't feel like. The, I, don't, I think the movie's really well made, but I think it would be even better if this was, like, called something else and in the Blade Runner world or some shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it doesn't feel super necessary. Um, sort of like how Prometheus could have just been called... Well, it was just called Prometheus. It wasn't called Alien Prometheus, was it? I think... Yeah. Almost, but again, you know, you have to make that's that's the thing of money. That's the thing of you have to attach this to a thing. We got to sell it. However, like Joker, that's always... not a Joker's not a Joker movie. That's just a guy movie. Yeah, right, right. But like, do you remember the theory where it was like Han Solo, like Harrison Ford's character is a replicant? And well, that's he... what they. That's what they carry and he on is with. Part of eight. They're part of the alien universe, the Blade Runner alien universe co- combined thing was always a theory. Yeah, I think. And yeah, because yeah, because uh, uh, Ridley likes his androids, right? Um, yeah. He likes an artificial life, and he likes the question of what. That's a theme in his films. Whenever he can, he uh, in sci- in the science fiction films he's made, he always goes, "What is a human?" What is life? Yeah. What is it? What is consciousness? You know, he always this, this pondering. I mean, Alien yeah. Covenant is that's the movie. It's just you know yeah. you, you feel you know it's this 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 thing of like humanity is just another thing, and if you if you come to a world where I don't know the movie to me is just like it's fucking fair enough. Like you make like yeah. there's that in Prometheus. There's that scene where. David, played by uh, Michael Fassbender, he goes, yeah. uh, you know, what, what, um, why are you sad about, like, what do you want to ask yeah. your creator? And he goes, this guy goes, well, why, you know, why did we, why did you make us? And then he asks him, well, why did you make me? And right. the human goes, because we could. Yeah. And then and then David goes smartly before poisoning him. He goes, "Now imagine if you heard that from your creator." Yeah, I think it's a it's an interesting one where 
if the film was better, people might have actually drawn more messages from it. Well, for me, I like um, Prometheus because I, I went to see it in the cinema and I thought it was gorgeous and I thought I was completely immersed. Like I remember the scenes in the in the in the ca- like the cave like you know like when the darkness and shit i was just like oh god i'm in this world like this is yeah listen so that... is it the film is the film acting as a prequel but based after alien or is it actually it's before, based alien. before alien it's before alien See, it, the... it's trying to answer day, it's try it's actually answering the question of how did the aliens get made and i which is what i don't like need... i don't like that it, yeah. Like I, I don't the, the the coolest my favorite bit Alien is one of my favorite films ever. It's in my top five. Yeah. It's maybe my favorite film. Next to Schindler's List. I keep changing my mind about this, but like it's one of the Schindler's List, Alien, uh, and it's funny. None of Kubrick's films are in my top five because I just see them as like a collection, you know. Yeah. Uh, Barry Lyndon's in my top five films easily. Um, but, but yeah, still, yeah. I mean, there you go. That's because it out to me more so than the rest of them. Just like you know, it's just like wow. No, um, it's just great. It's crazy that that guy did that. It's insane. It's just crazy yeah. that he. Spielberg talks about that movie and he goes like, you know, instead of making a, a, a period film, he just made a he just made it to be a, the seventeen hundreds. He, went back he just time. he actually created the seventeen hundreds and then shot it, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> like that's all that happened. You know, he didn't shoot a movie. He shot like what he created. Um, mm. So anyway, um, uh, what was I gonna it's talk fast. about? Yeah. So the the uh, my favorite bit in Alien is the derelict. He, he, alien thingy in the whatever you know with the chest bursted bursted burst um you know when they come up and they, they, they zoom it pulls out and it's just this massive fuck off alien skeleton in yeah. this futuristic thing and you know you don't know what the ship is but it's obviously civilization and the it, it it introduces what it does to you. It says, "Look what this motherfucker! Look what this organism did to this huge thing." So what do you yeah. think it's gonna do to your fucking rinky dinky crew on this little ship that you've got? Yeah. You know, that's a like that's what it's doing. But I don't need to know what that thing was. <laughs> what made that cool was that I had no idea. Yeah, and it was just this strange being, that whose nose connected to his chest because, uh, because fucking, Giga is a genius. That's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, fucking Ridley goes, oh, do you know what? Let's yeah, it's actually that's an exoskeleton inside as a humanoid. That created yeah. humans. It's just like fuck. So when I'm watching Prometheus, I it's one of those things like just like Alien vs Predator, where it's not part mm. of the canon. Uh, I yeah. see. It, I see it the same way. Actually, fun, interestingly enough, even though Neil Blomkamp turned out to be a hack, I do think that he would have made a more interesting sequel to Alien. Like the, his <laughs> Alien movie would have been interesting, yeah. rather Is that than Alien. 
Yeah, it would have been Alien Five. Like, Whatever. Yeah. 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 It would have followed on. I, I think it maybe would have ignored. I think it would have ignored four, four and three. So he would have gone okay. one, two. Straight. Yeah, and the, the the new is still alive, and Hicks is still alive, or whatever you know. These people, are, you know, whatever. And uh, he would have hired those actors. But is it Blomkamp who did District Nine? He did and... District Nine. Chappie. He did uh, Elysium. Yeah. yeah. Me and because well, my wife is South African, so I I, I watch I show her Chappie just to be like, look look at your accent, right? And yeah uh, yeah yeah. And it's and it it stars. I didn't know. This is the thing. I was so excited about Chappie. Because I kind of... Who's in it? It's D'Antwood. Yeah. <laughs> it's a movie about D'Antwood making a robot into a fucking gangster. Yeah. There was a bit of a time where musicians could pretty much just get in any movie. Like where Rihanna was in Battleship. And yeah, Chappie but this is out. on a different level. This is like, <laughs> yeah. you know... Like a huge sci-fi film, by yeah. at the time still considered to be a visually like a like a like a you know like a like a master. Because district, this is the thing. District, district Nine is so fucking good. It's so fresh. Well, solid, yeah. Well, no, this, I I believe it's it, the Matrix was interest was like a new idea that was really cool and interesting and new, and then. District 9 was the next film that was truly fresh to me in the sci-fi genre. Well, that I think because, like... That wasn't it, based it on a book or anything. Avatar, I think it was, like, Avatar and District 9 came out in, like, the same, same year. Yeah, yeah, but Avatar, but that was kind of, you know, it's just the last of the Mohicans remake. District 9 is, is just this completely, you know, the aliens didn't land in New York. They fucking landed in Cape Town or Johannesburg or wherever, you know what I mean? And yeah. they're a nuisance. And yeah, it's yeah. like, come look at alright, we're going to we're gonna evict them. So come with us, yeah. And look 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 look, look at the little baby. Oh you know, it's just it's so original. <laughs> and and it's also Cronenbergy, right? Yeah, so that it turns into but, like a fly thing. It's a good commentary, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a it's a social commentary mainly that um, is like wound in this actual sci-fi idea, which is kind of cool because a lot of the time it's a bit more. We talk about doomsday than living with the aliens, you know. Yeah. What um, if what if the so yeah. aliens were fucking stupid? What if they just yeah. like? What if they stumbled upon? They were like, oh, we run out of fuel. Fuck. And can we have can we have help? Yeah. Can um, we have help? And, and then and then humans have to go. Oh, God, okay. For um. Mm. And they're refugees from, an, and then there's people, you know, there's some like Karen shouting, "You get them out, kill them," you know, like that's amazing, yeah. that's incredible. Rather than like the Independence Day, District Nine is such an interesting film, but it's a one and done. It's a watch it, love it, never turn yeah. that on again. Yeah, I do, but yeah, that's every few bad. years, yeah, you have to wait years to, you have to forget about it completely. And there's certain scenes in there and where you go, weird... "Fucking hell." Yeah. You know, like all those movies that came out, like Transcendence, Elysium, yeah. Tran, yeah, like, all the, Tran, the, the Tran, real Tran. bag of sci-fi films came out after District Nine and Avatar. To be fair, um, you know, because then it was like, oh, Gravity. This is a cool movie. Oh it's yeah, there really was like a year every year there was like an Interstellar or like a space movie. Yeah, yeah. 
and, and even Interstellar is like ugh. Yeah. yeah, I loved the movie on the first watch. Me it's, too, it's yeah. It was it was like when and I first saw it in the cinema, was I was like, Oh my god, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen and then you actually watch yeah. it the second and you're like, Oh, this is kind of about nothing. Yeah, because you've got an hour on Earth bored and you're like, Oh god, get And this also space, it's like man, what, what what's what do you mean love is the what? Yeah. That's and the you just end up going can... like, oh, Nolan really loves his kids and he misses them. That movie is meant to be him saying, whenever I make a movie, I go for a long time and then I come back and my kids are grown and I haven't seen them. <laughs> that's that's what that movie is about. That's what it's, that's what it's, as an artist, that's what he's saying. He's saying yeah. every time, movies are like, they suck, they suck the time out of me. And then suddenly mm. my kids have grown and I, and I haven't seen them. And also because he produces all of his movies with his wife. So they're both working on this thing. And, you know, who's taking care of the kids? And the kids, his kids are in Interstellar, interestingly enough. They're, they're, there's a scene. Of, there's a scene they're, they're on a truck. Uh, they're also yeah. in the trailer. It's a bit weird that Timothy Chalamet was in that movie. Yeah, Timothy Chalamet yeah. just get tossed, it got tossed to the side. He just like... He was like, yeah, 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 you're, you're before uh, Casey Affleck comes, so fuck you. Like Casey, Strange, isn't it? Like, yeah. It's like that Sun character in Interstellar really doesn't matter. Yeah, like, no, they, should, they, they go, fuck you. Literally, Nolan goes, I like my daughter more. Like, he just literally, if you're Christopher Nolan's son and you watch Interstellar, you go, hey, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? You why is would the girl so important? Good, would it have been as good if it was like a holy male story though, you know? Like yeah, I think it it's just to, you know, son whatever. Yeah, I don't know. He but, but like he has his own thing of he has, he's the reality check, right? He's the yeah, fuck dad. He's fucking gone, dude. He sold us out. He didn't give a shit about us. That 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 there is a there is a point there's from start to a certain point that movie's perfect but then there's a point yeah. where you go oh okay yeah and also until we actually saw until we took a picture of a black hole that was the closest visual simulation that was scientifically sound of what it looks like Cause they is work... it like the wormhole? Is no, the, the wormhole? wormhole is one thing. Yes, that it would be a circle. That's but Kip Thorne, a Nobel Prize winning uh, astrophysicist, worked on the movie. Mm. And one of the robots is called Kip, based on him. You know, that's an homage. And yeah, he and he, they literally put the Kip's mathematics about black holes into. A visual generator, like a After Effects type thing, and what came out yeah. was what you see, like this, like this black hole. And then you, we took a picture of it, and it looks exactly like that. That's what it looks like. So, That's, you know, I, there's, there's certain things where that goes over my head. Well, I so remember it watching like, it with my ex-girlfriend at the time, and every five minutes, like, how come, what's the, th I'm like, oh, I'm not going to explain fucking general relativity to you while no, I'm no, watching this movie. That bit doesn't go over my head. It's, the, it's a bit of like, I didn't see how accurate that was. 
you get what I mean? Yeah, no, because I, because like... yeah, 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 like because obviously I just it's just behind the scenes, like you know stuff that I yeah. know that like Kip Kip Thorne, like I, I knew about him before the movie and stuff. he's a famous scientist. All these movies, they like they got to Interstellar and they were like, right, what's our art? This is the funniest. <laughs> the funniest thing in the world is Interstellar is more scientifically sound than Gravity. Gravity. Yeah, yeah. And they're going through wormholes. <laughs> I feel like Gravity has went from being the biggest movie of all time to like the least appreciated one. Yeah, because they quickly. they go because people go, what the f- why is there's a great Louis C.K. thing where they talk about he goes he went on Opie and Anthony, and they talk about yeah. Gravity, and he yeah. goes that movie is such a. There's never been in history of spaceflight. There's never been a reluctant astronaut. This woman, the idea that Sandra Bullock's character is there, like, ugh, I guess I have to do this. Like she's kind of yeah. like, you know, what I mean, like, are you, <laughs> like, you know? And so Louis goes like, just let's let's play out. So you be so well. Let's do this, me and you. Um, yeah. You you be uh, Sandra Bullock. And I'm the director of NASA. And when I ask you, so are you excited to be a part of, uh, be an astronaut? Sound a little hesitant, okay? <laughs> let's, do, let's do this, let's do this, okay? So, okay. Uh, so hello, uh, are you excited to be an astronaut? Uh, yeah, uh, get yeah, the fuck, yeah. get the fuck out of here. <laughs> It's it's like within do you, do you a, want a immediately. Conor McGregor this weekend? Uh, maybe. Uh, no, well, you're not fine. No, get then. the fuck. Get you, the you fuck. Know? Before, <laughs> as soon as you sound a little bit, a little, a little bit. Are you kidding me? Because because yeah. the thing is about astronauts, you can be the best <laughs> fighter pilot in the world, have all the best Top Gun everything training, be at the peak of health, and be a genius, and you still don't make it to space. Still, yeah, they still won't send you. They literally yeah. send so, the best people. At about twenty billion people, twelve people did it. You know, no, like, like overall in space, this overall, it's not even been a hundred. Yeah, yeah. That's including everyone who's been to space. It's not the even worst been thing about gravity. Gravity is this film where it kind of like is trying to tell you, look how realistic this all is. But no, like it's absolute okay. bullshit. It's okay. utter bullshit. When when he's when the whole thing of George Clooney's character getting pulled away, all she had to do is tug. All yeah. she had to do was boop. There's no gra- There's no wind. What's what's ca- what? There's no force that's being pressed upon him. Yeah. It's yeah. just if you know basic physics, you go what the f-, you know. But again, that's the screenwriter going. Is that's the Deus Ex Machina of it has to happen. Why did it happen? Yeah. Because the screenwriter said that's enough of George Clooney in the movie. The Chinese space station is no way near the American one or something. So yeah, it had like... to, yeah, you'd have to travel. I mean, it's in a different fucking part of the atmosphere. It's just yeah. It's I mean. They never meet. They never meet at any point. You know, the, the, there is no, no. possibility. It happened once. From... There was once in the 70s or the 80s, I forget, that the International Space Station, maybe it's the 90s, whatever, the, an American space station and the Soyuz um, 
came together. They were close to each other in yeah. orbit. So they went, what if we dock? And this was during the Cold War. So it was a big moment and they figured out how to dock with each other. And that was the first time like a Russian Soyuz and an American thing came together and they had vodka and shit. And it was like a big moment politically yeah. back then. Did you see this? It's, it's a complete sideline. But did you see this thing recently where the Russian astronauts were wearing like Ukraine colors? Really? And when they got into space, they like changed into blue and yellow suits. Yeah, because you can't fuck with, you can't, Putin can't poison them there. Yeah, <laughs> it's like. Oh this, my do you God. know what it's called? Do you know when there's actually a, there's actually a name? So in Slovakia, in Czechoslovakia, amongst people who remember socialism, there is a yeah. term for when you're against the state and something happens to you. Oh, it's yeah. called the Moscow flu. Oh, okay. That's what you call it, Stop. where Stop. you've been. Where the government has done something to you, it killed you, yeah, and you somehow yeah. fell ill and died. It's called the Moscow flu. Well, that's the, literally my parents knew it as like you know. This is the thing they lived in a world. My parents, when they were little, they lived in a world where if if you wanted to talk about politics, her, uh, my mother's dad, my grandfather checked the windows, closed them, and whispered, in their own apartment. Yeah. Because you never like, knew who like, was selling that was some, people about. racist joke or something. <laughs> actually like scared. Well this is the this not. is the crazy thing. This is what like you know, words certain words were used by a certain regime and now are being appropriated for another reason. Yeah. But those words like misinformation, for example, the word misinformation or disinformation, that is those are terms used by communists and people who want to suppress the truth from the people yeah that's what they yeah. used it as let's not be let's let's shut down misinformation which was true uh, yeah. about for example chernobyl you know propaganda and let's because we don't want to create panic and the Russian government, we never make a mistake and blah, 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 blah. So those words, you know, were used by those pieces of shit. And then they were used recently and they are used about COVID and about this and that. So it's like, you know, and there's governments, there's America thinking about like employing like the ministry of truth, like a type of thing where it's like a governmental body that checks uh, journalists on their fact checking. Which is yeah. immediately you go, holy Gestapo! What the fuck? <laughs> like, are you you know, are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. So actually, oh, this yeah. is a nice segue. So anyway, go watch Dangerous Days and go watch fucking yeah. Ridley. This and actually, because yeah. you recommended it to me, right? And I just want to say thank you for that because it's three and a half hours of like movie knowledge just being dropped on you like it's crazy yeah. no it's absolutely so, it's, get... it's, it's a filmmaking school and the biggest thing about it to me yep. is um uh is time so on these productions you know so you asked me what kind of director i am am i a ridley or am i a spielberg or am i a lynch or whatever like yeah 
Yeah. Yeah, I do. Like, there's nothing worse you can do to an actor than to go, uh, actually say it. So when you're saying it, repeat after me, you know? That's... Yeah. Why did you hire them then, you know? You kind of do have to give... It's your character... If you've written a character, it's your character and everything. But also, they're being that person. So they're going to come out with a version of some this guy that you created or someone some yeah. writer has created and you gotta there's a there's gotta be an acceptance of there's always discovery like when we had the reading for our latest project yeah i was like holy shit these words are coming to life yeah they're doing you know, it like yeah. they're doing it and these are people and these interpretations that the actors were having about the characters, I was like, oh, I didn't even fucking think about that. Jesus Christ, you know? And it's like, okay. So I think what, you know, like what Fincher does and what Kubrick does is what I kind of want to do, hopefully. Yeah. And I don't know, because I'll find out. Question, a true one, really? Because the answer is, who, who do you see yourself as right now? Because I'm not saying like, you know, <laughs> you know, cause not really start you know that's no i was it's just my kind of (laughs) mythology would be like naturalism right it's it's not acting it's behavior like it's 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 to a point where um you know you got and this is why you got to work efficiently and you got to work on time and that's why this you know like people like ridley or kubrick or fincher they cut corners they know where to because they're production geniuses so they yeah. know what to say no to and where to cut corners so that they can buy themselves as much time as possible. So, for example, Fincher, all of his blood in his movies is fake. Almost yeah. all liquid is fake. Because he the, doesn't have to clean segue, up the set. The segue here is, who in Britain's been buying time for the last few months? <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Well, yeah, so, anyway, go watch Dangerous Days. Uh, we got. We'll talk about for about in a half an hour because it's gonna go on two hours. So, for about the next oh, half know. an hour, let's talk about. So, our prime minister yeah. Boris Johnson has resigned today, and um. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. take immediate effect. It's 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 a coming. No, it's coming. Yeah, yeah. he announced his resignation, and he's gonna and stop being the prime minister, as I understand, in autumn. Yeah, and like politically, um, I think, I think the opinion is pretty like solid amongst most people. Just to be like, well, kind of, kind of like this has just been coming. It's been, it's been the. If you type in Boris Johnson resign on YouTube, you'll find a link to something from seven months ago. Do you know what I mean? Like you'll find something from ages ago where they were trying to get him to do it then, and yeah, you know, it just. It, now he's had such a. Oh, I know. When forty people, fifty. Imagine you had a back. Yeah, exactly right. When they all do it at once on a day, you know, it's it is big, but it kind of just makes you think. Like politics is super weird, man. Because these people stepping down, obviously they're still conservative MPs, but they step down out of the the cabinet, and you just yeah. think this is a weird thing. Imagine quitting your job and still having your job. Well, this is my thing is. My thing, my thing is a few things. One, one is that I don't. When I see people reacting to, like, hey, okay, yeah. oh, being open because of who, because of my identity, because of who I am, and because of the 
kind of laws that Boris Johnson ushered in, one of them being Brexit. Like he really took, you know, he 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 got the worst deal imaginable. Uh, yeah. He's made my life a living hell in terms of getting the right to work, a right to this, a right to the some th- stuff that I just had as a European citizen. All of those things I've lost, and I have to now pay out my ass. When yeah. you reach a certain age as an immigrant, you basically get this letter in the post that says prove it you know like well at this point you didn't have you didn't used to yeah i, I should have just been like hey dude i've been here since 2009 and they'd be like okay but no i've got you know so anyway like now as as if i the citizenship costs thousands of pounds to get done if you want a citizenship yeah so but a residency if you just have a residency you start you every time you apply for a house or you apply for like to rent or apply for a job you have to give them like a unique code like oh we just need your yeah. right to right to work code which didn't used to be a thing you just showed your yeah. european passport and it was like yeah you're a european fine cool you know so anyway so i've been personally hit by not only that but also all the xenophobia and you know i remember there was a time where uh me and my mother were speaking slovakian to to each other in Lidl, and there was a woman it was just after the brexit vote um and there was a woman who just came up to me well us but really from my side and said can you not bark in any other way yeah and i wanted to you know and suddenly, you start to understand. Mm-hmm. You know when you hear about like um, BLM protesters killing police officers. When someone says something yeah. like that to you and dehumanizes you to that level, you go, "Oh, I understand. I understand that." Because the thoughts that went mm-hmm. through my head of what to do to this woman, who yeah. you know, d- d- dehumanized me with her words. To the complete, yeah. she made me into an animal because of the sounds I was making with my, with my mouth, that were yeah. foreign if, to her if, ears. If you get tr- if you get bullied, you'll probably become a bully. No, it was know, so it, it was absolute. Yeah. It was like you know, and I had to be held back, and it was just like, yeah. and and so it was like Jesus, and I had never experienced. I mean, it was minor stuff in high school. But it was never to yeah. that level. And suddenly, I mean, it spiked the fuck up. I mean, all my fucking friends at the time were like, um, well, you know, it's not your, your people like you're cool. It's just, you know, the other ones. And I'm like, dude, like, whenever you go to a See, job center, is, it's not fucking immigrants who are there, mate. Thing. So I'll tell you one thing. Like, my, my grandmother's Armenian, right? Um, and so she... she um, was one of the most racist women I've met in my life. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. was, she's, she's passed away now, but she well, got most minorities are actually terrorized. Yeah. People terrorized her. They were horrible, you know. So then it made her a horrible racist woman. You know yeah. what I mean? So what happens is, you know, when you get these like people our age going, oh, old people are so racist. But that's so a different type that. of racism. That is, that is, that is a phobia. That is not a rate. That's not racism based on i i'm better than you that's i'm defending myself but there's hatred to people who have hated you it's like it's uh yeah i hate those 
because they've always hated me. Yeah. You know, you hear this thing about people who went to war were so scared of Japanese people at war that it actually was xenophobia in its rawest form. It was, I'm scared of the Japanese and what they might do, right? Yeah. But if you, I'm not that, you know, I don't I carry that belief, you know, but just because someone's parent has it or grandparent has it. Also, it's a different it, world, it, different time. It's and gonna, it's just, you know. Yeah, crazy. it's not going to drop down so much because I think we all recognize like, oh, well, that's an old person, you know, they're old school, all those things. But then a lot of people do get tainted with this brush of you can't say that, you can't say that. And it's like, yeah, but well, you don't, you know, you don't so, live like that person. You know? Certain things are a product of their time. But also, it's a product of location, time, and culture. It it's a it's a, it's an algorithm, because yeah. Um, uh, what's his name? There was an American president in the seventies that was actually more progressive than Obama was in twenty twelve about gay marriage. So right, you know what I'm saying. So and yeah. there were people in the seventeen hundreds who were like, yeah, this slavery shit's not you know like they're humans and they were you know so this whole thing of like oh you know it was 1905 it was okay to be racist but okay but how come in 1792 you know people were going ah that's not cool so it's 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 a mixture of things it's like you know um but anyway to get back to um but just to make a full point actually yeah i don't think that means that Boris Johnson can just get away with saying racist bullshit. You which know, he, has, that's not which he has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a, that's a problem because I don't see him as an oppressed category at all. I don't I don't know well, where no. he would have been oppressed. No. Apart from he was... Eaton told him he had shit hair. And even know? then, he was, he, was the, he was Cameron's boss at Eaton in the newspaper. Yeah. Or whatever. So it's like... So, Boris has done this is this is my perspective on Boris I think yeah to a certain extent and this is an unpopular opinion but to a certain extent <laughs> them throwing him under the bus for this not for Grenfell not Grenfell not for COVID not for <laughs> you know um, uh, if two men should get married then sh- I should think that I could marry a chair you know that's fine. All of that's cool, you know. Uh, letterboxes for you know all of that's fine. No, no, he no one resigned because of those horrible yeah. things. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what's happened to the Windrush generation? How suddenly you know immigration officers uh, are knocking at your door because you moved to this country from a prior a colonized from a colonized nation of this you know. Uh, 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 yeah. you know, from Jamaica or Trinidad or somewhere, and then they knock on your door, you've been here since 1972, and they tell you, um, pack your bags, you're going back. Like, you know what I mean? All of that's yeah, fine. Yeah. It's a party that does him in. Yeah, and you know what? I know this is, again, this isn't a very popular opinion either, but I'm I'm not going to lie. I thought the party thing was the the, the most obvious thing that we, that was obviously going to happen you know like the they're all working yeah. in this we were all this, partying we, we were all you drinking a the work i i don't know and that's my opinion <laughs> based very little facts you know i don't know we both know happened. people who were doing raves who were doing house parties who were doing i was seeing my wife i was coming to visit my wife when i was not supposed to 
I, I actually got stopped yeah. once by a police officer and I, and I luckily had a camera, had my camera with me and I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to a shoot, I'm going to work, <laughs> which was allowed at this time. So, um, which would suggest, you know, it's a bit of a double standard there in itself that you've yeah, got to explain got... that you do something of worth and they're just inside some building where they can do whatever. But maybe that is, a, it's like an issue at the time and you think, oh, like as much as, yeah, people couldn't go to funerals, man. People couldn't do the actual, you know, the weddings, the funerals, the things that they yeah, want yeah, to do. Yeah, you like, can go to little, but you can't like go to like shoot. It was, yeah. The whole way the COVID thing was, I mean, I mean we, that's another whole another thing. What I'm saying is, yeah. there's somewhere else here because, um, yeah, yeah. But this is the thing: the elite. I think the real Tories, the old Tories. I think the entire. I mean, they've always looked at Boris as a buffoon because he is one, on purpose. Yeah, he is a very intelligent yeah. person. Clearly, um, they say to gain absolute power, you need to not seem perfect. You need to be followable, rather yeah, than but the someone thing who's is, just like. Yeah, but that's that goes to people like JFK, who goes up there and says, you know, we do these things not because they are easy, but because they are hard. You know, you come and you kind of go with like, hey, you're struggling, I'm struggling, let's struggle together. You know, or like an FDR or something, you know, people like that. Not someone who goes a blue passports, like you know, what I mean, like someone who clearly sounds yeah. like. He just speaks money. Like when he opens his mouth, you just hear the nepotism, you know, and his father being on television talking about like, oh, I don't eat any of that foreign muck, you know, just like clear racists. Right. Um, Yeah. So, but anyway, so, but I think people looked at him as, as a disgrace and as a buffoon and as just this clown and they couldn't wait. I think, you know, it's just like, I think, I think also he's a bully. From some of the leaked texts that he would send to people, where he'd call them cunts and co- like all this stuff, like I think people just one of the it's like, you know, when someone gets cancelled and what they did isn't like that, whatever, pro- like it's not even proved yet, but people just dog on them immediately. It's because they were kind of yeah. shitty to everyone else, so they couldn't wait for their downfall. And I think this is what happened here. Like as soon as they had something. They were like, let's fucking... Because it's also a power grab. Who's going to... You know, one of them is now going to get to be prime minister. Again, another unelected Tory fucking prime minister. Yeah. In the last 10 years, we've had Theresa May. When she first got into power, she was unelected. Because that fucking pussy, David Cameron, ran away. And (laughs) again, we're going to have somebody... And this is the thing, when people, are, this is what pisses me off the most about today, is that all of these people who obviously hate Boris, just like me, just like everyone, blah, 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 is popular to hate him. Um, yeah. They're celebrating. And I'm like, what the fuck are you celebrating? This country is celebrate. burning. This is fucked up. Yes. This is the broke Britain thing. This, we're, we're, we've been through wars. <laughs> That and and there's and 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 we were better off in the in politically. It's crazy because we've actually <laughs> we're, we're at a war right now. We're basically leading Ukraine into wars or whatever. We, yeah. we are actually like Zelensky has come out and thanked Boris Johnson loads for all the help, everything, and it's like 
it's kind of interesting because the the English public just thought, oh, we're just shifting our focus to Ukraine and not worried about party gate or it's whatever. So funny because uh... it's like would you, like of course the shift, you know. It's so funny it's because what, some, what was uh, was it? Um, what do you call it? Uh... So, like the most helpful person in the Ukraine war effort outside of Ukraine, seemingly is Boris Johnson, and people are celebrating that he's gone. That is crazy. Yeah. You know, like as as much as I don't, I don't think that that's absolutely the case. I think there's many other people who are helping in that situation. I just think how scary is it that. We're actually sell- on one side. We're going. Oh, we need to help those people. We need to do this. We need to do this. And then on the other side, we're kind of celebrating the guy who was helping them the most, getting his losing his job or whatever. I don't know. It's fucking weird, man. Like, the how? Which way do you want to look at it? You know, because you know people talk a lot about say, um, what are we doing about Palestine and things like that. Well, imagine if someone was doing something about that and then we sacked him because we didn't like how he, he spoke about someone or something and the cancel culture came down hard on them. I don't know. Like, it's really weird. It's a weird political world where... Um, this is why I think people are kind of scared of conservative and they're scared of Labour in their own little ways because the history of these parties should suggest you should be pretty scared of them, really. Yeah. You know? Like, look at what Labour was in World War Two. Oh, look at what cons- uh, has been for the past years. You know, like. Sorry to interject. But James home. James Khan has passed away. I know. Oh my God! I forgot to mention this. Oh my God! Eighty-two years old. Ah yeah. shit! He's 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 obviously a legend. You yeah. know him in what The Godfather and Misery and. Um, Elf, he was in Elf. He was the yeah. dad in Elf. So many, so many things. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I was just, I was just fucking. I was like, oh He's shit. Such a... Yeah, that. You know what? That's super sad, man. But you know, on the uh, legend, I, just like, yeah, absolute legend. Rest in peace to that. Yeah. Member. But yeah, I think politically, it's uh, we know so much information all the time that you, the first thing we said on the podcast was. Uh, news becomes old news super fast um, and like Jesus you know what's happening because as much as I, w- I would love to um, you know have a bit of a voice I don't know a lot about politics so as much as like any spiel I've said it's like it's not it's not super up for debate I'm more just asking questions you know what I mean like I'm kind of eh like, what, what does this mean for a country that we've just sacked off two PMs in a row? It doesn't look good for a Tory party, right? Um, yeah. But does that affect me so much? Not really. I mean, I don't, know. Like, I don't know. I think this, you know, it's just this thing of... Um, it's all, man, but it's, it, it's just... It, I don't, it, uh, it, right now, we're actually feeling, you know, we're feeling the, the, the effects that this shit has on us and like I just yeah. wouldn't be celebrating I just you know this is yeah. a, this is a national tragedy I think it's a tra- it's embarrassing you know there are countries a- that we that we accuse you know of being corrupt inherently and stuff like yeah. that um, and this isn't yeah. happening there 
you know, neither no. not in America right now a corpse is in charge. Yeah, Joe know. Biden. Joe Biden oh is dead. He's the worst. He's, he's just the he's just a fucking corpse. He's a you know he's a fucking you know you just who would rather have Boris or Biden? Well, yeah, this this the fucking thing. Like I would maybe say Boris because Biden is fucking you know he's shaking people, shaking hands with people who aren't there and shit. Like he's like fucking yeah, yeah. you know half you know. But Crazy. it's just the thing is that um. This is also something that I say always, which is like, you know, Boris, yeah, you don't like Boris, blah, 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 but that he's not yeah. the boogeyman. The people who are the boogeyman are the people who are not elected, and yet they have power, like Priti Patel, Rishi Sunak, Sajid Javid, like all these people who fuck your life up without you ever voting for them. Yeah. Secretary of this, Minister of that. You're not fucking, they're not, you know, they're MPs. But they have yeah. all they they have a role in the government that's not as a representative, but as a honest, as, as you know what I mean. Even more than that, like you know, people who lobby campaigns, people who have no political name at all, who just are getting people in power everywhere. You know, that's a that's a super weird thing. Pretty much yeah. the same people are all in power by that logic. You know. Um. You know, if it it's like just because Spielberg directed it this time doesn't mean the same producer wasn't on it on every single one. You know, it's like every every politician has the same producer is my kind of philosophy. You know, mm-hmm. they're just the same people just funding the same bollocks. You know, I don't know. It's, yeah, no, problem, there, I, I think there's an element. Yeah, America of course. In America, it's horrible. This is how the Trump campaign went well, down visible. wasn't it yeah it's more visible the thing is though it is more visible i think in britain there's more like it's like traditional roots and whatever then again i'm yeah. t- i'm fucking talking out my ass you know i'm not po- i'm not politically how do you even win in, like, in america how do you get around 50 odd states and actually well yeah you got you got to put in time you gotta put, that's you know, a fucking job in comparison to half. england <laughs> and it's and it's a yeah. uh, it's a it's a uh, popularity contest as well. It's like you're gonna you know you 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 have Jay Z perform at your thing. This is why. So this is the thing. So um, I'm gonna come out. I I I like Jeremy Corbyn as a person. I think he is a good person. Okay. I think he's actually too good to as a person to be to run a politician <laughs> to be a politician. <laughs> Yeah. He you got to be a little bit of a piece of shit. Not just a little bit. You got to be a piece of shit. You got to be a backstabbing lying cunt to be able to be a very good po- the best politician. Winston Churchill is maybe one of the best politicians we've ever the world's ever seen and he was a crude, crass, alcoholic dickhead with no plan for after with, the war. With no fucking idea yet, but somehow, you know, he was But he got us through it, right? He, he got, got, he got us he, he, This is kind he, of the boss. He riled up a country. <laughs> he riled up a, a, a continent. And he convinced America. And it was just, you know, he, I mean, even though FDR, you know, he FDR made fun of yeah. him. The, the way, there's a famous story of uh, the way uh, FDR and Churchill got Stalin to join their side was that they went over there to Russia and 
start and and Churchill before the meeting he he went to FDR he was like so what are we gonna how are we gonna you know what we're we gonna do we should talk about like a strategy like some tactic and FDR went yeah 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 we'll yeah, we'll talk we'll talk about it we'll talk about it and then they're at <laughs> the, they're at the dinner they're drinking and FDR goes Stalin Joseph like you look 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 at look at Churchill look how fucking ridiculous he look look how fat he is look at fucking the, the fat <laughs> fucking small man and then Stalin starts he go he can't believe what he's hearing and then they drink more and he's okay, he's laugh and Churchill's just there the butt of the joke and then Stalin goes okay yeah all right yeah no I'm I'm gonna join your side and that was and that hurt Churchill because Churchill loved FDR like he revered him. Yeah. A lot, but anyway, back to Boris. I think people who are like, "Yeah, haha, Boris out." It's like, okay, okay, I understand, but this is bigger than just one person and your opinion on them. I think this is about a nation. I that think it's about Russian bots and everything. It's about, right, it's it's about every- everything. It's about. It's like a, in every sector: the education sector, the fan, the the economy. Uh, 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 travel, um, fucking foreign affairs, immigration, ev- in every single way that what makes a country a country, what makes a government, a, what's the point of what a government is, which is to govern all of those things for its population. All yeah. of them are suffering, all of them. Healthcare. Something that we used to be revered for is down the drain. Trying to get an NHS appointment for something serious takes years now. There are yeah. people on two-year waiting lists for stuff that 10 years ago was two weeks. The super weird thing about healthcare is that we actually thought back in the days, like you know, 100 years ago, that we wouldn't even need it at, when we got to a certain point where everyone was vaccinated from type diseases you know once we sorted the polio thing out and the the next you know um cowpox and things like that we really thought we weren't going to need that much healthcare in the future and it's just become the opposite because we're so we know everything you know we know we know every little problem we we're, we're anxiety ridden and we're on google and we're self-diagnosing and we're we need that doctor's appointment and you know so yeah i think it's a bit crazy because People obviously go to the doctors for way more stuff now than they used to. So maybe that's a little bit of a factor. Um, you know, people would go to the doctors because they're dying. Not, you know what I mean? Like, that was, like, the thing. Like, I, I'm, I'm bedridden, di- dying off, you know. I know a lot of people who are on the hypochondriac scale. Anything that's going slightly wrong is like, bang, get me an appointment, you know. But and that's especially but those are COVID. outliers, though. Like that's into yeah, when, yeah. when you go when you when you're at a population level when you when you start talking about sixty million yeah. people, how many people? It's like you know, or benefit scrounges. Okay, how many, how out of sixty million access? people, how well, many yeah. are there? You know, uh, well, a thousand. When you go, when you go through a pandemic as well, though, you have a lot more health conscious people around as well. So yeah, of course. I mean, you know, that buckled, but it was already the NHS was already a failing. So you know, people would they they, they jerk off the NHS over here, and it's like, dude, I had a very unique experience with the NHS for a number of years because of some personal stuff, and dude, it's yeah. there. I mean, I saw it go from okay. 
to fucking complete trash where it just totally you're like what like i might as well what if let me let me pay i'll pay can i pay you now my my sister has a lot of it trying to get an an appointment and all these i'm the same i'm obviously i've got problems with my legs and stuff so I'm, Mm. i'm trying to see specialists often at the moment and yeah it was easier when i was a kid that's for sure um, but then again, I wasn't the one calling them up and hearing the information, and I also didn't really notice what was going on when I was younger. No, but, really. it, was too, <laughs> was... but it was better. It used to be better. There used to be more money in it. I think um, it was. I really think it was. And, but I, I can't really draw it from my own. And the, th- the thing is, it's just like, you know, the, and the way, you know, the, a, a GP doctor gets a bonus if, 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 if they don't refer you to hospital, you know, like, yeah. For every time they that's... can just shoo you away, like that's because because they're overwhelmed. It's not you know what I mean. So, um, and and yeah. then you know we're we're clapping for nurses one week and then the next week the government's fucking taking twenty percent of their budget away. Like it's just fucking like, what are we yeah. talking that about? That was. Imagine you're all locked in your house and you clap for the NHS at, on Thursdays or whatever it yeah. was. It's bullshit. Ones like celebrating. The guy who came up with those rules getting kicked out of office. <laughs> yeah, right. right now, yeah, the guy who was like, <laughs> "There's this famous f- tweet from him with two thumbs up in January of 2020. Looking forward to a great year." <laughs> da, da, da. Yeah, and it's, this this dude is set up in itself, though, isn't it? Right now, it's Sorry? just it's fuck. It's so sad and embarrassing itself. Yeah, it's embarrassing. It's embar- It's an it's a national embarrassment. You know, Amer- I, I, American uh, Brit- royal family as well, right? Look at the royal family. Well, they've like, had they- their thing. Yeah, I mean, they killed a bunch of people and whatever. And, uh, they they killed were all Diana. <laughs> right. We all love the Queen a little bit because she's Elizabeth, better but yeah, we all knew our, like, royal family have some, you know, dirty hands or whatever you know they've done some bad stuff well yeah like politicians we all knew politicians were had a, a bit of bad in them but this year has literally gone yeah our royal family fuck them and our politicians fuck them and on social media everyone yeah, is just but this putting is the thing though energy in, when, you know and it's when you the, when you get to that right. stage when you go fuck this fuck this fuck this you go okay but yeah. what's what's the alternative what are you doing it's so like what are you actually because... contributing by saying fuck all of them like okay so Not but what activism. next though it's not activism is it it's a bollocks that people think they're being activists by getting around saying if you don't agree with this then correct yourself it's yeah, like, it's like okay well all right but do you have an alternative and yeah, more like, often I... than not they are, their alternative is well yes if you donate to my gofundme you know like it's like it's a scam it's mostly just you know yeah uh just people who were just you know mentally ill but um sign my petition comes from someone wanting signatures not getting something done exactly you know do do you want some because you gotta this is the system listen 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 up kid this is the system you ain't changing it unless you're ready to take on a military you ain't changing it so yeah what are you gonna do if you say yeah, voting, if you if you say you don't vote because it's bullshit, all right. So what's what? All right. What what what? What's the alternative? Do you start a coalition of your own? 
Do you? What do you do? Right. You so, know. So for, do you join I, the club? What I find funny about it all is that when people talk about ending, say, the Russia crisis, the Ukraine-Russia situation, mm. they pretty much say, let's all become Putin and just go, let's blow him up. You know what I mean? It's like, that doesn't really work, man. Well, yeah, like... no, that's the warmongering that's been going on with from all sides is fucking insane in that respect. I'm, s- I'm like... saying the most woke hippies in the world are like, we need to blow that guy up. Yeah, and it's like, are you, ki- are you... okay. Well, it's not against everything you think we should do, you know? Yeah. Like, it's fucked. Like, he, you know, he... if Boris put a bomb in Moscow, everyone would have been like, why have you done that? But all these woke people are like, why aren't we helping Ukraine? And it's like, we are, you know? Well, it, and it's almost like people have these crazy fascist opinions when it comes down to bite-sized bits of news, you know, when they're like, oh, if they're doing that, we should do that. And it's like, yeah, but you literally don't even like cooking and cleaning, bro. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like they're, bl- they're bloodthirsty. It's 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 me. It's like oh, it's bad. And it's and it's you know it's 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 clear like I don't know. It's just people being savages because we are we're savages. Pack animals. Just, realize, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're the pack we're, animals. Yeah, we're pack we're, we're fucking horrible savage, fucking descendants of monkeys. Who are yeah. who them or apes who were themselves are very savage beings and, yeah and and it's and, in our and it's in our nature to be fucked up and horrible and when and when we when there's like oh yeah fuck yeah and people will find all types of um you know this is the this is the weird thing and uh, I guess it came from more the American side but like the weird thing was like. You know, to me, being liberal meant one of the one of the things that it means to me is being a pacifist. Where yeah. you go, no wars. This is bullshit. Why no? Diplomacy, compromise. That one is there, right? You know, that's a real discussion and a half. Cause... But that's not a thing anymore. You know, that, that faith. That's having faith in everyone else, isn't it? It's like. Yes, we but could drop you know, um, but there's 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 way you know, but the, the way that the war has been wars have been waged over time clearly, like it's not for a cause. It's to because Lockheed Martin needs to make their quota. You know, it's like so. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's like, and also with the Ukraine thing. I'm sorry, but like, Yemen's been getting bombed for like the last ten years, but. Because Ukrainians are fucking white, they, they look like you. They, you know, what I mean, not you, but like people uh, in yeah. European countries. You go, oh, well, let's care about them. It's like, okay, but what about what, why? Why is that life more, more valuable? I think it's just because it's the first time since World War Two. Honestly, well, it's not like, though, because it happened in twenty fourteen, and Kosovo happened in the nineteen nineties. Um, and Sarajevo, you know, and Yugoslavia. So, so in the know. sense, Russia being at war in in Ukraine now is a full fledged attack on a Ukraine, right? The thing was what it, it's, what it is. It's it's it's, it's it's fucking this thing of like, it's just it's the alter. It's it's a war crime. But it's yeah. like you know, people like George Bush getting on stage and talking about how Putin is a war criminal is like that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, you know? true. Like that's like, are you joking? Yeah. 
Tony oh, Blair coming. I was like, are you joking? You guys sent 18 year olds to die for oil. And you're talking yeah. about Putin being a what? Like, are you joking? Like, it's the same thing. It's just what we did was we did it to a bunch of brown people far away. Yeah. Well, you know what I'm saying? And this, Boris said this. He got away with saying this, which was like, this isn't a nation far away. This is like our thing. And I'm like, is that supposed to mean more to me as a human yeah. being? Are they not humans as well? Does that not, you know what I mean? Because, listen, mate, Ukraine affects me just as much as Afghanistan did, which is fuck all. Like, my life ain't changing. Oh, well, right. actually, okay, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it, it's like the, the average British citizen, whether we're, whether, whether Ukraine's getting invaded or Afghanistan is, what did you, what have you really, you know what I mean? The only difference yeah. is that Russia has cut off all the fucking oil and, and, and the petrol and everything. So everything's skyrocketed up. But also, it's come at a convenient time because of uh, COVID and the inflation now is going to happen anyway. There's, there's a slight difference where in our country we have a hell of a lot more people who live in Russia. Like, you know, people well, who to are, me, hello, here's, here's the thing. Here's how it actually affects me directly. So I come from a, a community of people and towns yeah. and stuff that were built around the the train lines that um and the cargo stations tr- train cargo stations that were built that were the, the 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 on the border of Slovakia and Ukraine which is because Ukraine is not in the European Union that was that's basically all the crude or all the all the, 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 the all this the coal and wood and whatever they it all gets, um, it goes through there. And because yeah. the rails are different sizes between Europe standards and Ukraine, Russia standards, there have to be these cargo places where you change, you, you literally lift up the produce from one wa- wagon and you put it into another, you know? Yeah. So like my mother was in charge of one of the, like, it was, you know, the entire, the, 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 the town that my father comes from was built around one of those. Like, it was, you know, like mining towns. That This was that kind of town. where it, The whole reason for its existence is this. And now, because of this war, all of those people, entire communities full of tens of thousands of people, who mostly all of them were employed there, none of them have jobs anymore. All of them, yeah. in one week, they lost everything. People who have worked in certain companies for 30 years plus. People, yeah. be, you know, parents of kids who I grew up with are fucked. Yeah. Told, and there's no welfare system in Slovakia. So, like, you know, that's really, that's, like, going to do you any good. There's some, but, like, you know, you know you're going to starve. So, it's fucking yeah. cheap, you know. So, people, ugh. So that's how it affects but, me. That's you know that's. And... So I think a, a little thing that I was just thinking was is sort of how, you know, people would actually go on a holiday to Ukraine in our country. Do you know what I mean? People would actually go on holiday to Ukraine. I know people who've been there, like traveling and all this stuff. It's a accessible country. I have never met a person who's been to Afghanistan outside of being a soldier. You know, I've never heard of anyone go to Yemen who's not a soldier, or like you know like. These places aren't very accessible. Like they're not a tourist hotspot. Um, I mean, things like I think it's Iran. 
was, right? Or Iraq was and isn't anymore due to the war that went on there or something, right? It was well, like Aver- or Iraq was almost on the Dubai level at one point or something. There's in, like, the, in the 70s or some, uh, some point. No, in the First World War, that's when these lines were drawn. After the First World War, Iran yeah. and Iraq and all of these places were created. So, like, and culturally, these, these, these pe- the peoples all of these lands were being put in countries where culturally they clashed. You know, Persians yeah. and Kurds, and it's just they—they they yeah. were like, we Probably. did. Why are we? Why are we a country? What the fuck? But somehow they worked in the seventies. Iran was like a Dubai. It was cool. You went there for holiday. It was like, yeah, yeah the money was, you know, yeah, is you know, like yeah, there was some whatever, but what we would consider amoral or whatever based on our, you know, and this yeah. is another thing of like a Westerner. Where we go, we have to go and teach them how to be like this whole thing in Paris about like burkas, you know, like you're not allowed to uh, wear a burka because somehow white women know more about feminism than any other type of woman, you know. But um, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. Back and to it, Boris. Go on, go on. Uh, Get back to i just want to <laughs> i don't know it's just i feel i feel sad to, i just feel you know even though i'm not a native of this country i have lived here more than i've lived anywhere else um, yeah i'm more english now by time than i am slovakian even and also i don't remember the first fucking few years of my time in slovakia so you know i had my formative years here so i i consider myself to be like a naturalized british citizen and so yeah. i feel so i feel like whether you like Boris or not or whatever, um, I you should feel you shouldn't celebrate. There's there's nothing to celebrate. There's nothing. People who are going around today, fucking Boris, bye uh, and da da da, yeah. are in for a fucking slam dunk of a lifetime. When a a, a person who has never maybe had uh, any like public office um, post gets uh, elected by the Conservative Party as the de facto minister, prime minister, until the next election. And um, that's how we get another de facto Terry, Theresa May. Yeah, Theresa May. What if, what if Preeti Patel becomes the fucking gonna, prime minister? What, what will people... We're all just going to dislike whoever it is for very little reason and she'll do a bad interview and we'll all laugh at her and then we'll all just hate the prime minister again and it's like, a, okay. Yeah, <laughs> and then what's going to happen to a Labour MP that's going to get elected next time, Keir Streamer or whoever, is yeah. going to go... They're, they're now, then people are going to go, okay, all of these, these 12 years of the bad yeah. things... Fix them all in in a month. Go on. You have to do all of this it's now. So difficult. And they're gonna it. go like, dude, like they fucking these guys have had the reins on the on this country for, you know, the better part of two decades. And you and we're all and that lo and behold, that's gonna happen. Everyone's gonna go. So now, so give me a free train ticket and, and give me internet and give me a job. And you know what I mean? Like everyone's just going to go. So fix all of the problems and, and, and resurrect the grandful people. And you know what I mean? Like it's all going to yeah. be, it's, it's, they're going to be ridiculous demands because of all the things. And then 
and then when they fail because it's an yeah. arduous task and of course they're going to um yeah. the tories are gonna go see they're no yeah, better yeah. either and it's this fucking cycle of just shit it becomes a problem of um you know are, are we gonna say margaret thatcher was a terrible person because of what she did or then we're gonna go no tony blair he was a terrible person what he did it's like no boris johnson he's a terrible person terrible. You know, it's Everyone's like, well, terrible okay they're all terrible and i i obviously mentioned um oswald mosley from you know yeah like the Nazi. Manning. yeah 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 and it's like you yeah i saw that video well. too hitler's man in england yeah yeah and he's a fucking diehard nazi you know like that not that it really matters but that is the fabrics of these things they've all come from somewhere they've all had a bit of a strange origin um and the fact that you know tony blair did what he did and we want labor back in maybe um well yeah but this again it's this third party yeah. thing of like Hey, maybe neither. Maybe neither of them are the answer. Maybe the Green Party is the answer. Maybe some other party is the answer. Maybe. But this, a lot of people say things along the lines of, oh, tear down the monarchy. You know, because <laughs> they just hate everything now. And it's like, ah, oh, we are well, one of the best countries in the world. This is the, this is the annoyance of it. America, England, great countries, but the people in them want to say a bad thing about it all the time. And it's making for really odd. Obviously, I'm not saying you know, these politicians are making a fool of themselves. That it's not the people who are doing it, is it? Um, yeah. You know, Biden, Boris, they're making it, it easy they're, for themselves. They're making it. Yeah. There's there's yeah, always no, there there is a thing yeah. of like, I don't know. As you grow older, because we're both similar age, like we're both 24, 25, right? So, um, yeah. You know, 21 year old me would, would probably be maybe like, yeah, fuck you, Boris. 25-year-old me goes, fuck, man, what does this mean for the country? Yeah. What does this mean for <laughs> the average citizen? What, that's the Jaden Smith quote, isn't it? It's like, well, can't we guys, us can't guys, we guys just talk, talk about, about yeah. the state yeah. of the economy right oh, now? Yeah, that kidney <laughs> gets slapped by his father. Just like, yeah. But anyway, um, that was so cringy. But anyway, um, yeah, so he, uh, yeah, so... You know, it's 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 at this point I'm just like fucking hell, like it doesn't, you know. Um, he's resi- It's this. It we're living through the Nixon thing, what America did with Nixon. You know, he, the Watergate thing. That's just what that's what's happening to us. It's yeah. he, and the funny thing with retrospect, this is it's actually might be a good kind of comparison and case study for this thing because yes, yeah. what Nick Nixon. This whole thing, ah, I'm not a crook, and all this stuff. Like, yes, he did want to pay someone <laughs> off. Ah, I'm not a crook. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He did want to pay someone off. Yes, he did. Yeah. Do you know what the Watergate scandal was? He's like listening into people's conversations and stuff, right? He's like recording. Well, no, meeting. He, he wanted to. No, he 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 went. He sent. There was someone who from his from his uh, staff. Who sent some yeah. spies to steal some documents from? And the Watergate was is a is a complex of hotels and buildings. It's the Washington Post thing, right? Is it? Yeah, the, that, the Post. The Post the, is the what. Post, yeah, right? yeah. So they published the story. So anyway. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, uh, that kind of shit was going on all the time. 
Yeah. Like Nixon in his later years, apparently, if you give him enough drink, he would say, "Yeah, um, I the same people who got JFK got me. Uh, they yeah. just couldn't shoot me, so they did that. But what I did wasn't right. But also, everyone did that. But somewhere for some reason, I was." And you know yeah. it happened because it happened after he ended the Vietnam War. Granted, the way he did it was by you know in, you know bombing Cambodia, <laughs> yeah. which was like you know because like the 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 Viet, the Viet Cong quote unquote were like escaping to Cambodia, and Nixon was like bomb yeah. them. But anyway, um, yeah. So uh, I think yes, what. What Boris did with the party, having a party while locking people up for doing the same thing and giving them people 60 grand fines and all this stuff. Yeah, whatever. But, yeah. like, that that's what it... This is what it took. You know, it's just, like, what... Something else that happened in our world recently. And there was a thing of, like... that. It's funny that this is the line. Yeah. Like, this... Yeah, yeah. Where this is the this, last drawer on the... Com- broke the camel's back. Yeah, this is the yeah. straw. Compared to all the other shit that's been circling around. Yeah. This is like, what Boris could everyone... have been on 20 flights to the Virgin Islands to see you know who every fucking year and we wouldn't have we, it wouldn't have mattered. Do you know yeah. what I mean? That wouldn't have like because <laughs> yeah. it didn't matter with Clinton. It didn't matter with him. Any of them, yeah. I'm not I'm yet to see an interview where someone goes, "Hey, Bill, uh, what about all those trips on the Lolita Express to the island, uh, to Epstein's island? How about the the thirty flights you took? What about that, Mister yeah. Bill Clinton? Like, I think maybe, maybe there's more to this Boris thing. You know, the conspiracy theorist in me really thinks. Yeah, like, I think. Listen, I just I don't know. What's happened here? Do you know what I mean? Like, I it's either he's done it. more, or I think what it's mostly more, more so is that they just they just see him as an insult to the party because of his clownish behavior and his mannerisms. And I think the Tory party is, of course, it's a conservative, so they are based in certain traditions and manners and certain a certain image of a politician. And I think. And a certain image of a Tory politician, and I think his messy hair and ill-fitting suit and funny voice was just such an insult to them. Yeah, that they were like, you know, as soon as I think those imperfections gave him a lot of power at first. It made him seem like a smart guy. With the people, he did. He was our Trump for a time, right? He was like the unconventional guy, right? Yeah. It gave loads of power at one point where, it, you know, he could lock down the country. We'd all listen to it. Do you know what I mean? Like, what the hell? You know, the, that happened. So I, I do think that... Yeah. Cause and also, Robert, that's an unenviable it, position, by the way. Like, we... In 48 Laws of Power, this is one of the rules in it that Robert Greene writes is, like, don't seem too perfect, you know? Because if you seem like one of the people, they'll accept you, you know what I mean? Like, and I think he doesn't... He doesn't seem like one of the people now whatsoever. You know what I mean? So that's well, 
That's exactly, the but the, but he was never one of the people. This is a fucking cunt from a you know. He's a rich Tory asshole. Like you know, there is an element of that. Like where he, like he goes to he was. These people are bred to be leaders, right? Like in America, there's this at least this veil of like you can kind of be like anybody, and then become yeah. the president. But in Britain, if you want to be prime minister, I mean, you've got to have this. You have to be have the ambition to be prime minister. Three years before you're born. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Ooh. it seems like there's no um, one who has who um, came from fuck all and rose to be, you know. You know that Sajid Javid or whatever. The health and, secretary, yeah, and Rishi Sunak yeah, the finance. Yeah, both of those guys come from pretty working class backgrounds and they're looking like they could be in running for the the role. Oh you know? but and it, fucking oh. But you know how, like, I think it's like the Javid or whatever, it's Sajid, whatever Sajid his name, Javid, I can't yeah. really. Sajid Javid. It's, it, it, it's one of them where it just it triggers my dyslexia reading a word, like two words yeah. like that, because they're like, both look like they say David to me. It's you know? a Javid Javid Javid. Yeah, 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 like JavaScript. It, yeah, like, it's just a word. Jar Jar Binks. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's racist. That's, I'm being racist. Yeah, anyway. I know, I know, right? That guy, apparently his dad was like a bus driver and stuff. It's not like, he wasn't some dude who Okay, was but like, he isn't know, Prime Minister though, is he? That's what I yet. mean. Prime Ministers were, yeah, but he's he, not, he's, he's, he was fact, never, he was never in the camp of like, I'm going to vote, I'm going to, you know, he was never in this whole, you know, is a, a public, uh, when, when you're in the running for Prime Minister, you're in the running for it at uni. Yeah. For prime minister, for any other job in parliament, a secretary of this and blah blah blah, that's different. But prime minister yeah. is this coveted thing where there is a select few people. Like it's n it, there is no coincidence that from one sorority, quote unquote, you know, one club, at yeah, this Eton club, right, club. <laughs> all of yeah. them, all of them, one after the other, are becoming prime minister you know yeah it's not there is no that's not a coincidence that yeah you are and it and and also you know if you read the like the creed of eton and the creed of oxford and the creed of these um the creeds of these these communities and these wherever these groups it's like yeah you are to give up your human you are dehumanized there is a certain level of oh boris yeah. you like to play you like maybe to be an artist you, are you what are you joking no you're gonna yeah. be this and you're gonna be emotionless and you're gonna do fucking lacrosse and blah 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 and you know we all collectively go oh you know what a horrible existence it must be to be rich and whatever <laughs> but there is a level of like hey man maybe this isn't something they would have liked to have done but they had no choice yeah it's the same as being yeah. like you know uh it's it's funny how people see prince harry and prince william now if their mother hadn't died maybe would look at them as cunts but because their mother died we kind of have this thing of like oh imagine being them you yeah know? it gives and it's them like, power but it also gives them it, it just gives them this stuff like oh imagine you know it sure must be hard to be like 
to have a regimented yeah, yeah. life. But then they hate on the queen and it's like, yeah, the queen had an even more regimented life. That woman had and no why? choice. When you look at her coronation, when you look at the footage of her coronation, I've never seen a woman more scared. Yeah, yeah. Ever. Yeah. She is terrified. She's this 26-year-old who's like the, the, the queen of a thousand-year-old monarchy fucking bullshit, whatever, uh, uh, incest-ridden, uh, you know, lineage of families you know not and and and, and is married to a not greek nazi and it's like you know or like <laughs> is going to get married to a greek nazi which what yeah. prince philip was that's what he was um and uh, and then you know and and it's just like dude like is that something you would you swap with her really would you yeah it's clear isn't it we all hate Charles because he's a shagger, you know. Like it's, well, yeah, it's but a, it's Charles like, oh, is a cunt. Charles man, was one. Of, yeah, Charles is a prick. On their birds, you know. If you cheat on your wife and you're a rich man, it's like, oh my god, you are the worst. You know, scum of the earth. Didn't he but, throw her down the like, stairs though? Didn't he throw Diana down the steps? <laughs> he, he he threw her down a few corridors, I'm sure. But like the the thing with, <laughs> um, yeah. But you know, like I'm the sure thing she got roughed around. <laughs> With the Diana thing, it's like, oh, you know, she's the queen of the people, you know. It's like, oh, she's been so hard done. But, you know, and it just because, I know, obviously, like, she's actually a pretty cool figure. And I do think Diana's um, a bit of a legend, really. But I do think it's interesting the way that we look at these people who we know fuck all about and just have these, sort, like, opinion on, you know, Harry and Kate or whatever. And, you know, Well, yeah, people. I find the Kate thing hilarious because, I mean, listen, I don't want to speak out of term, but I do think that, like, Kate, not Kate, sorry, what's her name? Um, Meghan. Meghan Markle. Yeah. So Meghan Markle coming in, you know, did she not, you know. Mm, did she not expect, like, expect the, the fire of the, the royal family uh, do, to did be you think that? Did you think that fucking, you're going to meet Elizabeth and she's going to say, yo, what's up? Have you seen, have you heard this new Stormzy sound? Or yeah. do you think it's going to be, oh, that dress is awfully oh, tight. That dress is awfully yeah, tight yeah. on you, Megan. Is it Megan or Megan? Like, you know what I mean? Or like, well, still, still no. <laughs> the, the Queen do... don't have energy for that. Do... It's the Queen's like butlers and people like that who are saying it, aren't they? The people who've worked in that castle for like fifty years who are probably just like Ugh, when you were God. sucking the prince's cock. Did yeah. he not have to say, "Hey, listen, my parents." My grandma killed my mother because she was shagging a brown guy, a brown billionaire. Yeah, um, this is the story. Do you know what I mean? We'll talk, but like, I <laughs> believe Diana. I don't think Diana got killed. To be honest, I don't. I don't Listen, it's I don't, I don't it's awfully convenient. Yeah, right. But if she didn't get killed, let's say let's say they didn't they didn't kill her, but they didn't make her life any easier. And people forget why she was a hero. People, she became yeah, a hero yeah. after the Charles thing. After she and left, that's the interview, the interview she gave, and she said there was three people in this marriage. That's like the quote, isn't it? It's yeah, like and Diana. not only that, but also like, yeah, she basically revealed all of it. She was like, yeah, I'm fucking the queen. They hate me, and like, it, it, all this shit, and they don't care about. They're not really people, and 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 it's terrible pressure and. And, uh, mm. you know, um, 
and then she she did and she was like well i'm famous for no reason so i'm gonna find yeah. a reason and that's what I'd made her a darling right thing. the same thing for Meghan Markle as i would for diana did you not know that this was the thing like did you not yeah know there's like what, gonna, in? what you were signing up for but i think there is a certain level of like um yeah you expect some shit but you don't expect all of the shit you know like but I'm sure Meghan Markle she didn't, she didn't have any excuse it, having an issue with it I do based think on the, the, I, th- I, th- I think you know, the thing with her race I think the thing with her race is that oh, well, I don't think it's I don't think I, I think it's actually the fact that she's American I think that's just what you know what I mean that's just yeah, that's already a cardinal sin I don't race race is the, the the conversation with her to be honest I think it became a media thing but honestly like I, I, I just don't I can't I can't believe that you know I just I, that never crossed my mind for a moment I don't know how many people's mind it really crossed that weren't just trying to make a story out of it you know like it feels like something the media would pro- project onto us to no but then she talked about it on Oprah she did talk about it on Oprah um, yeah but again like I'm, Tim Dillon had a brilliant yeah, joke about it which was like you know, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry escaped to the least racist place on earth, the United States of America. More specifically yeah. to LA, which has an organization called the LAPD, which is known for how not racist it is. You know? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, me. hey man. But that's <laughs> in troops as well, because if there's anywhere that's like, different to the rest of america it's la they moved to la because that's where the brand deals are they've got a netflix yeah, deal worth tens of millions of pounds the, the fucking producing yeah, shows they could, live, they could live in ohio or they could live on hollywood boulevard you know what i mean like or whatever it is. so they could, they could choose they became, you know? instead of being royals and having to you know because you know harry looked at what and listen i do listen i do think they it was it must oh, be horrible. Oh, I remember the Oprah thing. The Oprah thing was in her back garden, wasn't it? They're like yeah. neighbours. Yeah, summer. Oh, but that also, was but, but it, I that know was it must have been really hard for Charles. I do. I really feel bad for Charles. Not for Charles. Sorry, for for Harry. I do feel bad for Harry because you know we see these yeah, people he's... as the queen and as this and as that, but that's his grandma. He'll never grow up, him. And he'll he he, he has to go like fucking. This this lizard is my fucking grandmother, but anyway, um, yeah. What do you call it? Uh... But remember, Harry was shit on in the news when he was a kid as well. When yeah, because he, was, like, he was yeah he was drinking. He was and also he, he was always like you know he liked black girls and all this stuff like that. They, they, they were yeah, the press was racist then. Honestly, he's just had shit his whole life. Yeah, and that's kind of it. But also on the I other hand, he he anyone he, who got. It, he got all this money, and also he knew that like seven people had to die for him to have any responsibility. But um, <laughs> but this is the <laughs> thing. They, he looked at. I think Harry and Meghan looked at Kate and William, and they said, "They're going. They're always busy. They keep fucking popping yeah. out these kids. They're going here. They're going there. They're going there. And you don't get paid for it." Meghan was like, "And you don't get paid for it." And Charles, and then Harry goes. Yeah, but I mean, you know, we get our house paid for and stuff, and we have a certain status. 
And Megan goes, no, 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 honey, talk to an agent, come on, this is, you know what I mean, like, she's come from, she's an American actress, she's like, I got, I got to get paid for this, I'm going to Nigeria oh. for no money, just to shake some hands, are you, you kidding me? In that Oprah interview, she's saying like, oh, and I just, I needed to apologize to Kate over these things, and we had a falling out and all this stuff, and it's like, oh, God, I don't, your I, first I, world books are so boring to yeah. listen to, you know? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's a little bit like problem. fucking whatever. But yeah, so they, Megan was just like, baby, we're taking this. We're going to make some money. Instead of taking these little couple of million every six years or something, let's make some real cash. You're a prince and I'm an actress. Yeah. Let's go. And then, so they did. I do think... Do you know what? I've never had Marco performance. Well, it's just I'm hilarious to see, her. like, you know, a sex scene with her knowing, like, this is like a duchess, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's not right. That's not that's right, so yeah. Weird. Like, there's that scene, there's that, there's that meme of, of just, just the queen looking displeased at their wedding. Um, yeah. And looking at Meghan. And there's, like, a meme yeah. of, like, you know... The, like a bubble appearing above her head and it's the sex scene from Suits. <laughs> and it's just, you know, just, just she's thinking about that. She's like, you know fucking... You know what I'm saying about my grandma, though? Like, my grandma was like, at 80, she had the most foul face on her at every occasion. You know, she was like, hated. Yeah, I mean, thing. yeah, no, yeah. Dog, yeah. you know? Like, you get that resting bitch face when you're like 25, you know what I mean? And especially <laughs> like, when you're the queen... But then I think the only real sympathy the queen has for anybody is her dog or her dogs. She likes those dogs. But here's yeah. the, here's a story. You know, did you see? Have you ever seen uh, uh, Annie Leibovitz take pictures of the queen? No. Annie Leibovitz. Do you know who Annie Leibovitz is? No, no, no. Annie Leibovitz is maybe the most. Is she, she's the most famous and like the quote unquote the best photographer of all time she's like the spielberg of photography <laughs> right. um, she was rolling stone she was like the first uh, when she made rolling stone what that magazine was you know she was like at yeah. the apex of that she was taking photos oh. of all these people uh in the 60s yeah. 70s 80s so on and so forth and she's still around and anyway she was she was hired to take the official new updated portraits of the queen and her family yeah. and so the her, the tiara she called it tiara mm. the crown wasn't sitting well and also she had 15 so this thing they had four setups to do and she had 15 minutes of the yeah. queen's time to do this um, yeah, and Annie Leibovitz, this fucking American Jewish girl, told yeah. this queen to go like, "Hey, can we have the tiara off?" And the queen, you, you could see the queen go, "Um, what? Um, the you mean the fucking you know, this ancient this yeah, yeah. this his, this his, <laughs> this history that I'm the the the." That like millions of men bled over, <laughs> over yeah, yeah. a thousand years. Hold up your yeah, <laughs> yeah. With the the diamonds stolen from India, <laughs> all this shit. Like, yeah. you are you kidding me? And the and yeah. lo and behold, they took it off, and she took pictures, and just like the balls 
you know. Yeah. Because she Holy had to shit. take a picture. And, you know, because they had to take the picture. But yeah, she called it a tiara. And, and, and you know, and everyone in the room goes like, they, they, they kind of go like, what do we, like, if the queen says yeah. off with her head, what do we do? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. this is an ultimate, discre- I mean, Jesus, you don't talk to the queen. Like, are you kidding me? If, if you're Meghan Markle and you asked all the people underneath the queen, can she take the tiara off? You'd get a no off everyone. But if you no. ask the queen, you might yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but the queen so, goes, because uh, she actually, she, she befriended um, David Attenborough. And there's actually some quite cute interviews with them too. There's a great clip of them walking through the Buckingham Palace gardens and yeah. the Queen noticed that a sundial was underneath mm. a tree. Yeah. And thought and said, Oh, that's you know that's not why is that useless? It's under a shade yeah. all the time. Why is that you know? And so yeah. and I'm think and they, they have a laugh about it, but I'm thinking the fucking royal gardeners looking at that, what thinking, fucking Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Honestly, though, if there's an OnlyFans I'd pay for, it's Attenborough and the Queen. Do you know what I mean? Jeez, that'd be fucking it. You know what? That's <laughs> we're, we're approaching two hours forty-five. Let's yeah. Let's let's, on, let's on imagine. Undone. Imagine that at OnlyFans. <laughs> I feel like saying that is treason. Probably. He's like Sir David Attenborough as well, right? He's like, yeah, yeah. It's treason enough to to talk about Attenborough that way. Never mind Elizabeth. But um. Yeah. So what's worse, Boris on Epstein Island or that? You know. Well, listen. I think I think Boris. I think this is the thing. I don't like Boris, but I do think that people have gotten away with more heinous shit than him and survived. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like, yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right. I think it's a weird time. I think um, I think but... there's something else in play. You know, there have been worse people. There have been, you know, there there's been there have been people who, um, but maybe not. I don't know. But I do think that there have been more. There have been people who, uh, have done worse stuff than him. Yeah. Uh, there's been worse people less coverage as prime minister. And he's like. He's yeah. like in the middle of the social media world. He's got all this coverage on him all the time. So if he was like half as bad as the worst prime ministers, then you'd think he was terrible because we, we just know so much. We see it all pretty. Well, you know, yeah, we wouldn't have even crazy with with, with Churchill because he like you know was people people finally open. That was a weird time in history when um, the protests were happening and people were finding out about Churchill and how much of a like a lunatic he was. And everyone who's ever yeah. read a book was like, yeah, but that's what of that didn't. Yeah, he was a buffoon before, but he became useful during this very, very pressured time. And then he became yeah. again, fell out when that all ended. But it's, it's just like a, yeah. it's a generation of people finding out that Winston Churchill was a degenerate alcoholic. Who was a yeah. very? He was famously misogynist and rude and racist, yeah. you know. <laughs> but that was which was actually distasteful. It wasn't yeah. like it was accepted. He was seen as a crude piece of shit. Yeah, um, yeah. And everyone around him hated him. It's just that 
it yeah you know it was just it was a I think it was a very weird thing of like you know people were bringing up all these quotes like look what he called Indian people and it's like yeah he called yeah. everybody all types of shit. It's like that versus genocide is better than genocide. Yeah, that's what, you know? that, that's one thing. But also, it was that was the the whole point of Churchill was that he was this the man you didn't think you'd need in a time of need. That was this whole dilemma where the entire nation was like, "How come this fucking fat buffoon became the hero?" You know. Yeah. And then his like cheeky persona and da, 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 there's quite a bit of similarity between Churchill. and johnson in terms of like you know the peace sign the the and then it being reversed and you know all that like you know and the the you know the you know the two yeah. fingers up and and his like like snarky remarks and you know his kind of like very dry humor and yeah. being a bit of a being a bit of a clown and stuff and and churchill i mean you know he never it was he didn't i don't know it's just like he he people People just don't, I don't know, they just didn't learn because I don't think yeah. they, they didn't learn that in school and they realised like, oh yeah, while everyone was like uh, yeah, like he was this was what he was famous for. Ever. Yeah, yeah, he's famous for winning the war but he's also a pretty bad dude in the uh, in the sense of he But also he was him, considered you know? to be a bad dude at the time, it wasn't like he was accepted it's just yeah. it happened to be that but anyway, yeah, unlikely. Um, yeah, unlikely. He was just the fucking guy that like somehow had the balls to go bollocks to surrendering. Let's go, dude. Sure. And um, he got back into power as well and failed massively, didn't yeah, he? And then he fu- yeah, and then he fucked up completely, yeah. It's the same thing. That's what happened with, um, you know, the greatest American president, Theodore Roosevelt. Like, he did his two terms and then he tried to run again. Um... Oh. As a, under a new party called the something moose something, um, oh. and uh, yeah, he got someone trying to kill him. Literally, yeah. he got shot mid-speech, and it wow. hit his like a like something like a like his book in his pocket. Yeah, boom. Oh yeah, and it's... yeah, and it stopped the bullet. Oh. And then he said, "It's gonna take a lot more than that to stop a bull moose." <laughs> That's insane. Have you ever yeah. seen the attempt on Prince Charles's life on YouTube? Yeah, where yeah. like a, a gunman like comes up to him and he's like, "Bro, yeah, wow. that's like Jesus. Why him yeah. of all people?" Yeah, right. Probably because of Diana. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> you know the attempt on. You know why? You know why? So Sirhan Sirhan. You know who Sirhan Sirhan is. Yeah. You know why yeah, he what? did that? You know why he shot Reagan? Uh, no, no, for, I don't. For Jodie Foster. Oh. <laughs> he would write really? her... Well, one, because of Taxi Driver. Like, he cited that as uh, inspiration. But also... Um, a... But she's in it. And he kind of fell in love. He was like... He would write her letters. And he and he was infatuated with her. And she was vocally against Reagan. So he was like, I know how to get her attention. I'll try to kill Reagan. And he almost did it. He came close. There's a story wow. of him. There's a story of like the, when they got to the hospital, they just got to, you know, just a, an average hospital with him. And he said, no, no, no. I got to walk out. The people can't see me 
They they wouldn't he wouldn't let him they wouldn't let he wouldn't let them put him on a stretcher. And yeah. uh, he walked a little bit and then he collapsed and they had to, <laughs> they had to put him on the thing because he was really badly hurt. And as he was like coming yeah. in and out of thinking, he said to his doctor, his surgeon, he was like, I sure do hope you're a Republican. And the surgeon famously <laughs> replied, today, sir, we are all Republicans. <laughs> yeah. Because he was, you know. And I think that's what yeah. this nation needs. I think this is what we need. I think we all need to go, okay, that was about 12 years, but let's not <laughs> want blood for it. This is what, this is the thing that when, when, when shit goes wrong, like yeah. there's a great Chappelle bit. I'm going to end on this because it last, you know, it's going to be three hours yeah, of yeah, this yeah. shit. So when shit goes wrong, there is, so in South Africa, the end of apartheid should have been nothing short of a bloodbath, but it wasn't. Yeah. And it was only because of Mandela and his folk who mm. realized that when you're a when when a system when the system itself is corrupt and 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 needs a refresh and a system itself provides a certain level of comfort to those who contribute to it and who abide by it. They are not, they are, they're also the victims of that system. And it's the system that needs to be questioned. And so there needs to be some truth and reconciliation between everyone. Yeah. And it can't be this now that when we get power, we will destroy you. Cause that's what's happening in America. Everyone, AOC and all these people, they're not saying when we gain power, we'll normalize everything and just calm shit down. They're saying we're coming for you. Anyone who yeah. was January 6th, whatever, and da 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 da, we're fuck, you know, they want blood. And I think people in this country will want blood for Brexit and for all of it that has happened in the last 12 years and listen whether you're if you're a tory any tory in this country any conservative they cannot say that this stretch of conservative rule has been nothing short of a complete failure yeah ending in I this big crescendo of this fucking blonde dickhead buffoon being yeah having to resign and already, and you know what? You're gone. That thing coming for blood and stuff. Um, well, the the people in Liverpool are still doing that today for what happened in with Margaret Thatcher. Do you know what I mean? There's people in the north who still have these feelings of coming for the blood of conservatives, right? Yeah. So this shit could go on for 40 more years of people or oh, the COVID thing, the Brexit. That you know, we might talk about this for the rest of our lives. You know. Probably will. People talk well, about yeah, I mean, the talk war. about World War. It's all now. It's still, yeah. No, dude. When we're in our thirties, yeah. they're gonna keep making movies about COVID. We're probably gonna make a movie about someone. Some producer from America is gonna come to us and say, "Hey, do you want to? Make, do you guys want to make a movie about COVID?" I'm like, yeah, I want to make a movie about what? <laughs> about COVID. Do you want to make a movie? Because you know, there's gonna be some shit like you know, in five years, there's gonna be. I I can't wait for the uh, journalistic 
like expose on what COVID was. I can't wait until some super dope journalist, and it's going to happen, someone who, like yeah. like Assange... Well, by the way, this is something to look quickly. Free fucking Julian yeah. Assange, man. What's happening to that man is the worst... It's fucking bigger than this Boris shit. It's insane that um, we gave him up to the I Americans. It is fucked. And you know, I haven't been reading anything about Julian Assange because... Dude, if it's insane, it's insane. It's it's it's. Whether he was in the just a conspiracy theory, dude, or he wasn't a conspiracy theory, dude. He just whistle. He allowed whistleblowers to have their voice heard, and yeah, people who have been pardoned by Trump and Obama since then. But this guy who gave them a platform is being tried. But the thing is, he, 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 the, the, well, I'm not going to get into it, but it's just, it, it's, if he gets sent to jail for real and it's actually, pro- actually prosecuted, it's the death of journalism. Because yeah. they're going to take that and they're going to be able to say, if we don't like what you publish and if we can say that it's somehow endangers whatever and we can make shit up. Um, yeah, um, I don't know much about. You Where, where's Julian Assange from? Is he British? Or is I'm he... not sure. I think he's a. Uh, I don't know. But yeah, I think I think he was. Uh, he was staying in the Equ- uh, in the Ecuador uh, fucking embassy as like a yeah. asylum seeker in London, but he was basically I... in prison there for like six years. He never left his room. Because if he did, he would be immediately arrested and sent to America, which then ended up happening wow. by force. Wow. Uh, but all you know, he was the like think of it as the chief um, editor of WikiLeaks, right? Yeah. And then uh, people yeah. on and then journalists and people came on WikiLeaks and leaked shit. It wasn't him doing it. He just provided. You know, he was like the owner of a newspaper. And yeah. rather than going again, you know, rather than saying going against the journalist or not even just journalist, but going against the article, which is what people usually do when there's defamation. You don't go after the person, you go after the what they said. But yeah. in this case, they're going against not only what the journalists are saying. <clears throat> But against the guy who just facilitated the website. Right. You know? Right. Where, by the way, without which we wouldn't know about the horrific torture in Abu Ghraib, in Guantanamo Bay. We wouldn't know about fucking uh, uh, the beheadings of like innocent people by jumped up American soldiers on speed, you know, and all this yeah. heinous shit about killings that were chalked Mac- up to just like war killings, and then and uh, it all and there was a I forget her name Chelsea something, but she was a whistleblower about how a, a, a huge number of uh, deaths that were chalked up to enemy fire was actually friendly fire and it's being hidden yeah she came out chelsea manning is her name yeah she got pardoned by trump 
but she right. was but she was facing like treasonous they were trying to treat you know she was a she committed treachery just for saying hey um actually we're killing each other not they're not killing us we've all of these yeah. deaths my friends um got killed by some bully or by accident or because we weren't prepared or the whatever you know um yeah so and this is all this all came out on wikileaks and you know but he was just because they do the, the freedom of information act out well that also whatever. yeah but then they can also decide what to release and not to release based on like you know yeah what, because they've postponed things from those things. Yeah, the, yeah this is a good conversation for another day to be fair because it goes yeah. into all sorts oh yeah it does but, but yeah good, so good good, good, good talk good, good talk yeah jesus watch just day watch dangerous watch days <laughs> don't watch the news fuck boris but also jesus christ let's god save the queen anyway yeah. Good save uh, the queen at www.gritmultimedia.co.uk. Okay, yeah, please. Grit save the queen. Grit save the queen. But yeah, thank you, and uh, we will uh, 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 bye.